Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on the two cents of fast lane on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson in today. Andrew Marsh behind the wheel. I'm Anthony Salter. Everybody feeling good? I feel great, Anthony. Cardinals fans, how you feeling? Pretty good, Anthony. You can leave us a mic drop if you want. Tell us how excited that you got the guy that finished third in wins last year in the American League. Kyle Gibson. Mizzou made Kyle Gibson. See, I see your face right now. I'm excited. Anthony. You didn't I'm, even exci- look at me I'm excited. So I'm a big Kyle Gibson fan. Yes. Kyle Gibson, friend of the show. Obviously, we've had him on plenty of times. Mm-hmm. The vice president of Big League Impact. It's going to fit in very, very well here. There you go. Now, I did take a second to jump on uh, Twitter. It's X now. Hey, let's go live, by the okay, way, to the press conference announcing the Kyle Gibson interview. Uh, is this from KMOV? This is from KMOV on Facebook. Thank you. Here we go. Lance has been a part of St. Louis success in the past. Lance has the ability to eat innings. Lance has the skills to miss bats. Lance is a leader in the clubhouse, and I think our entire team will benefit from that. Kyle also expressed a lot of interest in being with the Cardinals. Kyle also has shown he has the ability to eat innings. Kyle is excited to join the Cardinals, and Kyle will be a great mentor and leader in our clubhouse. So both Lance and Kyle, they're positive additions to our rotation. Both will be great for our culture. Both are thrilled to be here in St. Louis and both want to build on their past success. So now touching on the roster turnover real quick. Um, we removed 15 players from our 40-man roster. We added two free agents today. We added three from our system prior to the reserve list. Four of the players that we removed remain in our system. Leahy, Thomas, Naughton, and then we re-signed Wilkie Rodriguez. There's been a lot of churn, but that means we do not want to be complacent. And so more moves to come. Coaching staff, Dan Descalzo added as our bench coach. First off, we were excited to get him. He was somebody that we've always had a lot of interest in when he left our organization, knew that he wanted to get back into coaching, and eventually when Arizona season ended, we finally reached out to them. That was really the delay. I always felt like when I was, our organization was playing in the postseason, I always hated when people were asking for permission, so I always try to wait until teams are done. He's bright, high energy, and uh, knows what winning looks like. He will be respected by both players and staff, and we look forward to him joining the Cardinals. Joe McEwing, uh, obviously uh, he will transition to help in a variety of roles throughout our organization. His main responsibilities though will be to focus on player and staff development throughout our system. 
He's looking forward to this. He wants to learn, wants to grow, and is excited about the change. Additional staffing could still happen. We're still working through, through things. I don't want to get into specifics today, but we do look to add support to our Major League staff as the uh, offseason unfolds. I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on Yadier Molina. I get asked about it all the time. Um, he and I have spoken. Really the question is, he knows he's always going to be welcome back, but it's just trying to work through what a role might look like and what the time commitment might look like. So more to come there. And finally, this is not the finish line. This is a day in time. There's still a lot of work to be done, and thank you. So now we take questions. Unless there's none, and I'll get out of here. So as you uh, add these two, and I don't know if you put specific numbers on pitchers at this point, but do you believe you are still lacking a one, a two, or a three? Um, look, I think on any given day, that's your one. Um, I think that's the, the thing you have to realize about baseball. You play every day. Um, so to go out and just sign one elite pitcher and then do nothing else, that's not going to solve our problems. Our problems were getting deeper into games, and both these two gentlemen pitched a lot of innings last year. Um, you know, one did it on a very competitive team, one got traded to a very competitive club, and they, they both bring not only experience, but the ability to do that, and that's important. As I said, this is not the finish line. This is just a day. Um, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen over the next month or two months, but um, we know our work isn't finished. Mo, with the things that they provide and the salaries that we got them for, have you created some flexibility there to pursue another starter? I hope so. That was the plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is, there, is there a few point, like a number that's too high if somebody's out there? There's always the Gershwin, the cute point. Is there well, I don't, a math that you guys won't cross? I mean, look, we still have to be responsible. Um, and I, I feel like this is always sort of a silly question. Don't be offended. But, um, okay. you know, there just because there's a number that we may or may not go over, but there's also is the player's desire to be here. Um, this is a two-way street. It's not just us throwing money at something and, and hopefully we can resolve it. Um, it's it's got to be mutual. It has to be someone that feels it's a fit here. I mean, that's why we identified these two players today because they truly wanted to be a part of the Cardinal organization. There are other players we talked to that were you know, just looking at what the financial proxy might look like. So... I think to try to boil it down into your statement is just it's just not fair because that's just not how it really works. And so as the off season continues, some more negotiations and more talks will happen, but we'll see where we end up. But we think today's a very good first step because the biggest thing we, we needed last year was definitely some innings and, and, and depth in that rotation. But you won't shy away from big well, go back, go back to Derek's point. Um, the reason we structured the deals we have was to give us some flexibility to keep moving on. Well, is there anything, obviously the age is a big part of it, but as far as the term of these contracts, um, you know the RSN situation, but that has been on the horizon. 
ticket sales are going to be like for this to pay all that. Does the term of these contracts reflect not really. Um, you know, we were happy we were able to achieve club options on both, so we could just see how this year goes, and um, obviously that gives you a little insurance for 2025 as well. A fourth, did you say? I'm still probably thinking more in terms of three based on how things are looking. Um, but I think the off season is very fluid. Things change. Um, you know, we haven't really taken a huge deep dive yet into the trade market. Um, so, you know, we'll allow that the next couple of weeks for that to percolate and see where that goes. But, um, you know, Still looking to to ha add to this organization. So, guys, you have locked up. Um, is a two hundred million dollar contract for a starter possible for the right time? You know, I think like again, that's a silly statement for me to weigh in on because what if the player just doesn't want to be here? And you know, and so. Well, I I think I think uh, it depends on terms, like how it's structured. Um, you know, obviously. Uh, when you look at the future of our, our system right now, we don't have a lot of long-term commitments on the pitching side, but that's been very strategic in a lot of ways because you know injuries happen and things happen. But um, you know we're certainly going to remain open-minded as the offseason goes. At this point, in terms of filling out the rotation, does it work like this that your first priority would be to go the free agent route? But that's not going to work. You don't find somebody who wants to come here. The next one would be a trip. Yeah, I don't think I want to get into like what my offseason strategy might look like or how to think about leveraging that. Um, but you know, like I said, today's one day. There's more offseason to have. Well, there's obviously a, another big name pitcher coming over from Japan that hosted yesterday bidding open today. But he's not alone in that. Class. Yeah, I think our, our breadth over in Asia has increased, but I think we've had a strong understanding of, of what those markets look like. Um, obviously, you know, traditionally, I, I think a lot of players like to end up on the coast. Um, when they come over, but you know, we'll we'll allow time to determine that. Do you think that by investing your time or having somebody there, you can change that? Because you can't change your job. Can change I think you can help influence, but I don't know if you can change it dramatically. Okay. How about Lance specifically? What do you see? Body of work versus what he did last year. Well, obviously, uh, we think this ballpark will play better for him. Um, you know, he, he did give up a lot of home runs, so very well aware of that. Um, I think the other thing is is he wants to show that he can be better than that. Um, I think Lance with a chip is a good Lance, and I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder. And how about Kyle specifically? Um, just like his consistency and, you know, I think – when you look at both these guys, they, they understand what it's like to pitch at this level. They, they know what the expectations are. And, 
you know, there's a phrase we sometimes refer to as going pole to pole. And, you know, these guys understand that, and that's what this organization desperately needs. And are these two moves Well, you need you need guys you can count on, but you need guys with experience. You need guys that can help younger guys understand what this is all about. Um, so I, I look at these guys as yes, they got to take the ball. Yes, they got to pitch deep in the games. But yes, they're also going to help some of our younger players. So I think they they check a lot of boxes for us. And look, the the these guys weren't going to be here tomorrow. So you know, if we waited too long, then. I just don't think we would have gotten the types of players we were looking for. But the narrative purpose is maybe always best to get your biggest addition first and then other ones in that order. This doesn't necessarily have to be the case. So I'll see them play differently. Was there a sense of if guys wanted to be here, they got interested locked in? So if you kind of free things up to focus on conversations that may take longer due to. Yeah, maybe the other, yes, to answer your question. But the other way, the way we were approaching it is, is we knew we need innings. And if we were just to go out and sign one good pitcher that was exciting, then where do we go to backfill? And some of the timing of, of this necessarily wouldn't go with us being patient. So to get two guys that, you know, almost collectively had an aggregate of 200 innings last year pitched, had we not acted on this this week, they're probably not here tomorrow. Whereas some of the upper end pitchers are still out in the market. You guys have had success with veteran starters here, usually after the trade deadline in recent seasons. Do you sense there's some of that that can help these guys kind of bounce back as well? I certainly hope so. I, I, I Look, I think both these guys can help clubs, right? So you use the word bounce back. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I think these guys do want to show why they are where they are. Um, and first off, I think, you know, Kyle, pretty good pitcher last year. I mean, 195 innings in a league that's hard to do. Um, so I, I really feel like, you know, speaking with Ollie, Dusty, they do think they can help um, both these guys get to a, a, you know, further along with their career. But, you know, these guys know what they're doing. And they, they have a plan for what their strategy is. And I think that's what's important, right? You could have, we could have maybe gone and traded for someone that's, you know, two or three years of control, meaning, you know, two or years of experience in the big leagues. But, you know, we needed guys that could come in, have a presence, know what it's like. Um, I mean, for all of you that spent time in our clubhouse, I mean, you, you witnessed it. And I think they're both the kind of guys that are going to help our clubhouse. Yeah, really good. And, you know, kind of a obviously must-have deception, um, obviously high IQ to pitch because, you know, it's, it's not with a lot of trick pitches. So there's a lot of fastballs, knows where to spot it and how to use it, and that's impressive. Where is the, where's Kyle Gibson in the spectrum almost cardinals? Uh, go back to the draft, yeah. right, out of Mizzou. So. Many times, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so you said like two or three times this is not the finish line. Do you anticipate at least two more starting pitchers? Well, as I said, it's not the finish line, Frank. I'm not going to anticipate anything. 
There's lots of things that can happen between now and spring training. Lots of things that could happen between now and opening day. Lots of things that could happen between now and the trading deadline. Do you think position-wise you're pretty set like this offseason is almost all about I definitely think our energy upstairs has been, like I said at the beginning, pitching, pitching, pitching. Right. Um, starting with, with that move, I just felt like there just wasn't much left for Herrera to prove at AAA. I mean, he he checked a lot of boxes in 2023 when you think about what we asked him to do, both offensively and defensively. And I think that it can become pretty crushing if you never get an opportunity. And, you know, we I think we were on that precipice of, of maybe losing him if we just didn't give him a path. And then I really would also say, like, uh, Paez, the catcher, has a really good defensive catcher, so we felt like we had protection there. So, yes, we took away from the depth, but we thought we had depth. So I think your argument on the pitching side makes a lot of sense because here we are looking for it, yet we gave up guys we had control over that um, we could have used. But, candidly, um, my point of the roster churn was just that. I think we have to try to find ways to get better and even though these might seem like small or insignificant moves, um, I think we, we can add more depth that we feel like we can trust more and uh, create more opportunity for. How difficult was the Dakota Hudson? I mean, it's tough, but reality is, is uh, you know, a one-to-one strikeout-to-walk rate, is, it's, it's just really hard to have success at this level. I don't know. I've been part of teams that have had declared aces that have won, and I've been a part of teams that didn't and still won. I think you got to always remind yourself it's 162. Well, I know where you're going with it, but that's why I said you got to play 162 first. Okay. It's great to plan for October, but it doesn't do you a lot of good if you don't get there. Sure, sure. But that is a notion of having a pitcher like that. Right. Well, someone may emerge, someone may be signed, someone may be traded for. Again, day one. Yeah. Which of the people that are not, like, in your rotation right now, of the young players, do you believe, has a chance to be special right now in the position? Well, we like a lot of our young players. Um, I think that the, the difference between this offseason and what we did last year was we gave a lot of the younger players that opportunity versus this year we want to go in with a little bit more certainty and have that veteran presence. Uh, obviously, we still want camp to have some competitive side to it. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Zach Thompson, he pitched well. Um, but you know he still has to establish himself. Whereas what we did today with like a Lance Lynn and a Kyle Gibson is we brought two guys in 
that, that know how to do it, what to do, and why they're doing it. And so I think just the, the approach of last year versus this year is just different. Again, young players may emerge. They may, uh, they may surprise us. Um, obviously, somebody like a Graceffo may end up coming into camp, open up eyes, or might be someone that ends up in our bullpen. But what we don't want to end up doing is saying we're counting on X, Y, and Z, and then we're ended up being disappointed. And so we're trying to get a, a little bit more sure-handed, a little bit more bird in hand, so we know that when we go out and play each day, we have a chance with that starter. I do like our uh, the back end. Um, obviously, we had injuries last year, which which makes that a challenge. Um, I think we had a couple guys adapting to the pitch clock too, so I think they'll be better situated as we look at 2024. But I I wouldn't be surprised if we do a few things in the bullpen between now and uh, uh, spring training. So you know certainly uh, if we can add something to that, we think that would be smart. Well, I, I, I think there's some holes. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, obviously I think we can backfill with some of our internal guys, but, again, it's just, you know, trying to think about how strong do you really want to be when you enter. So um, plenty of time. We're going to keep working on it. Well, at this point, is it fair to say Molina wouldn't be a candidate for a day-to-day in uniform 162 type of job? I don't think I want to characterize that right now. Um, I think we're, we're still talking, and we'll see where that goes. Well, I think it's it's really what he desires in terms of like what does he feel he needs for that type of support. And there's some things that that aren't all that exciting to talk about where the staff felt like they needed some help. So. Those are things we're also trying to address, and we're going to do it from internal promotions or maybe open a few jobs up for external look. Well, we're, we're, we talked about guys coming over from, from Asia. Um, what's your view of a pitcher who's very successful there, their ability to come over and replicate that success in the league? Is it to the point now where you can look at success there and say there's a pretty good chance that transfer's over? <clears throat> oh, to be back on that, what's the competition like now? Yeah, I think I think from like the analytical world, I think most teams now have more confidence in understanding what performance looks like there to how it translates into performance here. So that gives I think everybody a little stronger or more confidence in decision making. Um, so. There's that, and I also think there's been enough players that have come back and forth where, you know, domestic players here have gone over there and you can watch how they've performed versus um, players coming over from Japan or Korea here where we feel like there's enough sample size where you can have that confidence. Secondly, I think when you look at even the WBC and those types of tournaments, how they compete, those teams compete on the national level or the world stage. And I think that gives you a little bit of an idea of, of how that will look as well. So, um, and needless to say, you know, there's been some players that have come from Japan that have had, you know, 
massive success here. And, and so that gives you confidence that they can play at the highest level and be part of the highest level. Well, are, there, are there deals that leap beyond baseball and go into brand building? Like that, that aren't just a pure baseball cost decision that can factor in to the growth of what Um, it's certainly something that, yeah, we could think about or think through. And, um, you know, obviously you even just look at somebody like Newbar's success or maybe popularity in Japan. Is there something that, you know, we could be leveraging for that? Um, so, you know, our business side is certainly looking at those things. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been here for a lot of winning. Last year, obviously, it was stunning. How is this off? Stunning. <laughs> startling. <laughs> disappointing. Stunningly at this point. But you're the, you're the face, you know, at this point of the turnaround and fixing it. How much pressure do you feel trying to get it right after what did happen? Oh, I certainly feel pressure. Um, it's good pressure. Not sleeping well at night, but we'll someday get our head down that pillow. But, no, look, it's... Uh, I get it. It's the city cares. And, uh, you, you know, I think, like, I, I hope it's just not viewed put strictly on, like, splashes versus, like, let the games be played. But, you know, I, I, I do believe in this team. Um, I said that last year, so I guess my credibility is low. But, you know, I do think uh, our everyday club is good. Now we have to just make sure we complement it with the right pitching. To touch on that, everyday club is good. Well, I didn't say we weren't leaning towards trades. I just said we haven't explored much well, of the trade market. Not, re- no, not necessarily. I mean, like, again, like, I always feel those are silly questions. Like, would you trade X for Y? What if Y is awesome? And you would, right? Like, so, like. You just never know what that market may unfold. I guess there are seasons where you can say we're looking more at trades than free agents. Okay. And vice versa. And I didn't know one of the reasons we guys would look more toward free agency is because you feel like you've got some offensive traction that you wouldn't want to tap into. No, I just don't feel like we could go into this offseason saying we're going to trade for pitching at the volume of pitching we need. Could we still trade for a pitcher? Of course. But could we trade for four or three or five? Probably not. All right, guys. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for coming. That's over. So I think the uh, the big over overarching message, guys. Did you get a message, an overarching one? Yeah. All right, good, Anthony. You're a good listener. I've always, I've always noticed that. About Thank you. you. Yeah. It's be patient. You know, well, how about that? You got to be patient. Now, for those of you who are not watching on YouTube, shame on you, but you're listening. So yeah. that's half the battle. The Air Alliance Heating and Cooling Team. That's what I said. YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, everybody just happened to wear their Be Patient shirts today. Mm-hmm. So this works out quite well. It certainly does. Really for all of us. Yeah. Now, if you're angry at uh, or some happy, of the things. by the way, Anthony. I'll get to it. You weren't going to. I or wasn't. You were. Nope, I wasn't getting to You know, if you're... Uh, if you want to leave us a mic drop, do that. Sharing your thoughts on what you just heard from Mo, whatever those thoughts may be, go ahead and leave us a mic drop. We're going to hear from you all day. We're going to play you all day.
But most of all, we're going to be patient. Woo! You better I, be because... It's not even Thanksgiving yet, Anthony. How could you not? Well, you'd be thankful. And, and you pay, Aiden, listen, you'd be patient. Got a little something extra to put in those prayers, don't you? No doubt. We're going to be talking about this pretty much all day. Love to hear from you. Leave us a mic drop. Our observations on the Kyle Gibson signing next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Evergreen, and Azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber says. St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I mean, my God, what are we doing? Why are we just throwing away our last couple years with Aaron Allen Goldschmidt to put up with Gibson and Lance Lynn? I mean, these guys are 36. What, are we running a nursing home? My God, Michaelis, 35. Lynn, 36. Gibson, 36. Matt's, 32. What, do we have a future? Do we have anything? Oh, my God. What? If you just want to get rid of the team, get rid of the team. Why waste our time with this? That was Josh leaving us a mic drop, and we do appreciate you, Josh, and you can leave us a mic drop anytime you want. Uh, Hard to say which hey, way Josh is leaning. I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. you got to kind of read between the lines. Brad Thompson with us, uh, yeah. Andrew Marsham, Anthony Stalter. Here's the good thing, Josh. They're, uh, they being Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, who he signed the last two days. Uh, BT, they're younger than John Lester and Jay Happ. Yeah. If you're looking for, yeah. for positive... I think there are plenty of positives. Nobody wants to get to them, though, because I and I understand it. Do you want a pro Kyle Gibson mic drop before you give us your thoughts? I didn't know mine got in already, but yes. Here's yeah, BT. I mean, Luke. As a St. Louis Cardinals fan who lives in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, who was at Kyle Gibson's very first game pitched in the major leagues, I can tell you that while we may not be so excited with the age of the player, or what that means for who we can sign right now, Kyle Gibson is a quality sign for the St. Louis Cardinals, not only for their dugout, not only for the community, not only even for eating those innings. This guy has actually been a far better pitcher 
in his last few seasons than he ever was during his quote-unquote prime. So if he can stay healthy, if he can do all these things, he brings exactly the type of things that you want to a clubhouse and to mentor some of these younger pitchers we have. I think this is an underrated great signing, but if we're done, yeah, I might be done with the Cardinals then too. But in a vacuum, Kyle Gibson, incredible signing for the Cardinals for more reasons than just what you see on the field. Anthony, I think we can speak for all of St. Louis when we say, Luke, Luke. Don't do that. Luke thought through it. You know, Luke Luke was a a great mic drop. He's not even from St. Louis. No. His end part that he hit on, I think, is the one that everyone is hitting on at this point. Look, if you're just looking on the surface, the last thing the Cardinals need to do was go into next year again with a ton of question marks, mm-hmm. okay? And Mo hit on it. He said, look, we needed more certainty. We needed more of a veteran presence in the rotation. And to the first mic dropper, that was Josh, the first one, right? Yep. To his point, yeah, it's an older group. It is an older group with those two. But these are two guys that will eat innings for you, take the ball every fifth day. I totally agree with the part that it can't be done, and Mo echoed that several times. He said, this is not the finish line when you're looking at the offseason. So when you're just looking at it on the surface, I I understand that the two names are not the ones that you had circled on your page, but this is not... These are not bad depth signings. You bring in good guys that can that can eat up innings that have had ups. So you look at Lance Lynn's numbers over the last couple of years. Everybody keeps like hanging on the fact that he he uh, gave up 44 home runs, the the most in the league. Look at all of his numbers over the last three years. He'd arguably your best, be your best starter. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't feel like these are bad moves. These are depth moves. And I know you guys got into it yesterday. Uh, I'm sure that, that you did. And we'll get into it throughout the day today. But you're talking about culture-wise of what you're bringing in with these two guys. It's changing things for you. I think smart organizations and companies, they deal with what's urgent first. Not necessarily what's most important. And I think that's what we have to keep in mind for right Aren't now. Those similes? Nope. Urgent, most important. Yes. To me, urgency screams importance. Well, let, walk with me, Brad. What's the most important thing that the Cardinals do if they're going to compete at the highest level this offseason? Uh, they, well, they get pitching. They get top-end pitching, I right? Would, yeah. That, that's the most important aspect. Correct. They have to get a number one and, if not, a number two as well. So two top-end starters. If we're talking about what's most important when it comes to this Cardinals team competing, it is finding somebody that is an ace and then also finding somebody that's a, a solid guy behind him, right? Two, two top-end starters. That is what's most important. The Cardinals have not done that over the last 48 hours. Let me ask you this question. Who has? Nobody, except for the Phillies. Maybe. They didn't do that. Well, they, they brought in they the guy they already the, had. Whatever. But what's urgent is that they make sure that they, they figure out what the back end of the starting rotation is going to look like. Because if they were to go after what's important first and miss, and then try to come back around and fill in with, the back end of the rotation. With what you had before, probably. With what you had before, or or no offense, like a Rich Hill type, then you're in real big you're, you've got a real big problem on your hands. So I think that Mo going with what's urgent first isn't a bad strategy. 
dot, dot, dot. But if you don't eventually get to what's important, then it's not going to matter. No, I, I totally agree. And I don't know why I just thought of this analogy, maybe because we just went there the other day. Uh, like Sam's Club or Costco, when you mm-hmm. go like big box store, always stock up on stuff. Like it's it's paper towels, it's it's toilet paper, like you yeah. get a bunch of those. You know why? You're going to need them. You're going like, to need them. At some point, you're going to need them. You can never have too many right. of those items. That's what they're doing. Unless here. you're dead. Then you don't need it. But somebody will use it. That's the thing. Do you Good think point. that if somebody was cleaning out your house and they saw like a couple of big things of uh, of toilet paper, oh, they're taking them. Away? Of course no. they would take them. Yeah, the but old mustard, need. the the bulk mustard, they probably won't based on the expiration throw the date. Yeah, throw but, the mustard away uh, mustard, every time. Mustard lasts a long time. But the toilet paper, yeah, they're insane. Yeah, it. but that that is what they're doing. And, and here is is the beauty of this again. While you might not be blown away by Lynn and Gibson. You have some solid pieces that you know what you're going to get. And you might be saying, yeah, I know what I'm going to get. You, you know you're getting 30-plus stars from each one of those guys. Incredibly important. And you are still in a market right now where Yamamoto, Gray, Montgomery, Eduardo Rodriguez, pretty much everybody not named Nola, Snell, all these guys are still out there. So to to look at this offseason to this point and say, well, they have failed. That's our text line. I mean, they, they, they have failed. I'm guessing that's some of our mic drops throughout the day. That's crazy. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. And you got two pieces in your rotation. And it doesn't sound like these couple of contracts. And Lance Lynn is $11 million guaranteed. I believe Gibson's at $12 million with a club option. Mm-hmm. These are not going to hamstring you from getting your next guy. Mo said several times, this is just a day. This is not the finish line. We have more work to, to do. I know it's not going to satisfy people, but at least at least he, he it's on record so that we can revert back to it if they if they don't add to this. They have to. Mo at least had that sense sense about him today to admit, hey, this is just a day. There's still work to be done. Not the finish line, he said. It's just a day. More of your mic drops. More thoughts on Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. I think by the end of the show, people are going to be on board with this. Yeah, me too. You guys should try and convince them. We have four hours to do a little convincing. Okay. Convince them that everything's going to be fine? Just convince them. Because if this is like the rotation, everything's not fine. You're in trouble. But maybe we can convince them that more is coming. It's just a four-hour proving wrong. And you just have to... be patient. The the rest if, if we had to dub the rest of this offseason here mm-hmm. for the Cardinals, I would dub it the ace chase. Like that's what you're looking for now. Now you're on the ace chase. Now, how Can we call get... it like the ace and Gary chase? Because I think they need an ace and then also a number two. Oh, you talk about a couple of superheroes, mm. dynamic duo. That's what Those I'm thinking. You said ace, I thought Gary. So well together. Yep. Yeah. The ace I, and Gary chase. That. Yeah. Okay. More of your mic drops, more of our thoughts on the Cardinals next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Hey, Mo, go blank yourself. Take your patience and shove them. Either bring a winning team, go get some big names, or get the hell out. I think that message was very clear, Brad. You know, sometimes we as human beings don't communicate our feelings, and we allow others 
to guess. Like interpret, at, right? Yes, interpret what we really mean. You mean like say things, but you don't really mean them? No, I mean bury our feelings and not really express them. And then we blame the other person for not, you know, understanding what we want. The 618 is very clear. He wants that, Mo actually. to get out if out he where? doesn't bring in out of St. Louis. If he doesn't bring in name power or a winning team, and when the 618 wants a winning team, he means a World Series title or nothing, then get out. He's very clear. I'll give him that. Yeah. No, he sent us a text earlier talking about shove our patients somewhere. He told Mo just to shove the patient. You know what, Marsh, can you pull up the 618 again? I don't think Brad heard the whole thing. I mean, I heard it. No, Brad, Brad listen. listen. Listen to how direct and blunt and honest the 618 is. Hey, Mo, go blank yourself. There it is. Take your patience and shove them. So uh, my question is, is how is patience spelled? Because when he texted in earlier, it was like he wanted to do something to people in hospitals. Oh, no, that's spoiled. You take your what? patience. Yeah, that's... And you stick them somewhere. That's not healthy at all. I, I like mean, that. patients go to typically go to hospitals to get better. Well, I don't know if they want to be stuck somewhere, you know? Now it's, now it's a dark yeah, hole. Yeah, very true. Uh, Anyways, is this... Do we really have a mic drop from Gary? This is Gary. Maybe not the Gary that we're looking for. What do you got, Gare Bear? <laughs> I'm tired of being told to be patient. This organization has no mo- no momentum for the last 10 years. No momentum. I'm tired of the same old message year after year. Be patient. Let's be responsible with our spending. The fans support this team. Top three in fan attendance. Top three in Rate TV ratings, uh, 18th in payroll. Why? 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 Mo DeWitt, if you're not serious, then f- sell the team. Be patient. Shirts available at 101ESPN.com. I don't think they are. No, no. no go to the website. You can get these game worn, uh, these game used ones. Though, you certainly can. Sure. Yeah, we'll Tarps off in the four o'clock hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's getting these things? Brad, I Nobody's, wasn't. It's it's not. Uh, again, okay, and I do get the label of Cardinal Apologist. See uh-huh. it right here on the text line, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not Thanksgiving yet. A lot of a lot of names still mm-hmm. available out there on the market. I wholeheartedly echo the same thing. Two things, right? One, they need a guy. They need a you and I were talking in the office beforehand. I said, for me, one of the worst things that the Cardinals could have coming into spring training is an actual like discussion slash competition of who is starting on opening day. Mm. Like there should be a clear cut answer of who gets the ball opening day. And it's not a heartstring, he's been here 20 years one. Right. It's a this is our dude. Bring your dude and let's see who's got this, okay? Right. It's not an ace and Gary thing. This is just an ace ace thing. Makes sense. Okay? Like yeah. who's who's got it? Mm-hmm. Um so th- I truly believe that that is still the need. I also know that there is still plenty of time. But if we get to that point in spring training where it's very evident that you don't have that guy. You've got the list that you have right now. The four that are under contract in Matt's Michaelis, now Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn, and then you have a battle for the fifth spot. It's very easy to at least look on the surface and yep. see where your hole's going to be. I think if you're if you're upset today, you're upset because you think that this is going to be the theme of the offseason. And given the the last couple of off seasons are really I mean you're, you're going back a while now well that's not fair because it's actually they made a big adjustment from last year's off season they, they, they have they, they've been active right and didn't just go with the uh, hey hope these young guys can do it correct but 
you're ticked off because you think you're projecting like this is going to be the the entire off season or something similar. They'll bring in Walker next week and and then kick up their feet and say we're good. Uh, there's your one actually when you're thinking about it. Uh, what now? Well, when you're a one to go into the rotation, no, if you're looking yeah. at former Cardinals mm. to come back off of peak years. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. Michael Walker. Two-year deal. And then an ace. Then another ace, yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. I would say. I don't blame blame you for being ticked off. I do think, though, we we need to see the complete puzzle here. They filled in the back back of the rotation. Mo (laughs) needs absolutely – he's got a lot of work to do. He knows he's going to have to add to the top of the rotation. Or else it's not going to matter. That, that was going to be the case regardless, BT. It might not be Yamamoto. I hope it is. It might not be Blake Snell. He may have to trade for, for his, his top of the rotation guy. If they, go into the, if they go into spring training and the rotation is like Michaelis, Matz, Walker, Lynn, Gibson, you're in trouble. That's not, a good so, pit, that's not a good enough pitching staff, period. So we do have to wait and see what Mo is going to do Moving forward here, but I do think he addressed what's what what is urgent, not necessarily what is the most important. Yeah, a couple things, right? They go into first of all, certainty has never been a bad thing. Like knowing that you have games innings covered, so you can ease some of your young players into it. Because we know this; it happens every year. Like a young guy is going to emerge, and maybe that young guy is Zach Thompson. Maybe it's this time around for Matthew Libertor, who's still young. Maybe it's Takoa Rob uh, Takoa Roby. Maybe it's uh, Sam Reverse that they brought in on it deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Kloffenstein that they brought in on the same deal with Toronto. Like whoever it is, someone's going to emerge. Could be McGreevy, could be Cooper Jerpy. Like they've got some guys uh, throughout the organization. But you are not putting all of your faith in that basket. Maybe some of these guys end up in the bullpen. Could be Graceffo. End up in the bullpen and then they ease their way into action. A lot like a la Lance Lynn did in 2011. Yeah. Who came up as a member of the bullpen and was able to succeed from that experience and then move on to the role that everybody knew that he was going to be that is a great thing yeah i I was laughing earlier when you said the puzzle thing Mm -hmm. Uh, my wife loves doing puzzles and puzzles to me i think you and i have had this conversation yeah you you don't like them. they anger me i like them they calm me oh dude the opposite so i get big time anxiety as i'm sitting here looking at a puzzle like wondering where that next piece might be and for wow. some reason, I can't understand why I can't find it in uh-huh. a sea of pieces. Yeah. But my wife was getting very close to the end of this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I sat down, you know, as she's finishing this thing up. I've got a cocktail. I figured, why not? Why not help now? Because mm-hmm. this is when she really needs me, when it's almost done. Sure. So there was a piece, like, of the puzzle. And it was, like, obvious, like, very red piece. Like, mm-hmm. okay, look, I get, there's, like, 20-something pieces left. Let me look for the red one. Bingo, bingo. Look who helped. Daddy's here. Boom. <laughs> and uh, guess what? That piece? Missing. Mm. Missing. What do you mean? She spent hours doing this puzzle. And she has a different perspective than I do. She like looks at it and she's like, yeah, I did it. Like it, All the pieces, they're done. It's not done. That red piece, that one in the middle, that was supposed to be that swing line stapler, ain't there. It ain't there. Where is it? But don't know. Now, this might be... Uh, well, you got to rip the house up. No, it, maybe it's maybe it didn't even come in the box. Maybe the puzzle. I don't know where the puzzle came from. Could have been secondhand. Either what way, monster would put to put a, a puzzle wow. piece together and put it on a, on a shelf to sell it with with one piece missing? I gotta tell you, that might be something I would do to somebody. But I didn't do it in this point. Like at this one, mm-hmm. the, the point is, it, it might still look pretty. It ain't done yet. 
And if it's not done in spring training, you should be a little bit upset. But let's think about this again. Not a little bit. You should be irate. You, you can be whatever you want to be. Irate. You are in charge of your own feelings. True. Let's remember this again. Everybody outside of NOLA is still available. And there are a lot of guys that can impact your top of the rotation mm-hmm. that are going to still be available in the trade market. We got two pieces down. Anthony, how many teams have added two starters this offseason? I'll hang up and wait. None. That's right. None. Well, one. One. The Cardinals. That's right. Mm. So now you have the rest of the offseason to get the big fish. Okay. You know? Isn't that nice when you go fishing? It's nice to know you didn't get shut out like I did when we went deep sea fishing and everybody in the family, including my 10-year-old son, caught a big old fish. Well, mm. You're not harboring any of any of that, so that's good. I think I helped him. I'll be honest. Just like the puzzle. With the puzzle? I tried to help. You helped you helped Andrea with the puzzle. You helped Dylan with the fish. She told me too that she realized like halfway through the puzzle, which was, I don't know, thousand something pieces, whatever it was, that that red piece wasn't there. Like she was like, Oh yeah, I knew that wasn't there. What do you mean you knew? I wouldn't do it then. So what I gathered from your puzzle story, although the puzzle itself is incomplete, it sounds like that piece that you need is not available. And you will never actually get that piece to complete the puzzle. That is what I gathered from that story, BT. That was not the story I'm trying to tell. (laughs) Brad, but you got to give it to a Marsh. Get a text from my father-in-law. It turns out while you guys were gone, Poppy, our dog, ate some of that puzzle. Son Ah! of a... Oh, man. That dog's eating everything. Wow. Eating everything. So is, uh, is Marsh right? And that puzzle piece is just... It's not available. Because dog ate it. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe this puzzle was made overseas, Anthony. And maybe better go get that puzzle piece. Brad's going to tell you why the Cardinals are going to get Yamamoto next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. <laughs> We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know, I'm really not disappointed with the signings or with anything that Mo said. I don't know that goes against what a lot of listeners would say, including our dear, beloved Janet. But it is still early, number one. And number two, once you realize that the Cardinals are just not going to sign an ace, they're just not going to do it, they're not going to put the money out there, you, I guess it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah, that's called uh, grappling with reality. Lowering your expectations. That's what Austin just did. It's not a bad approach, BT. You find yourself, well, not happy. He was just content. Austin was so measured in the beginning. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's early. And you got these pieces. I'm not upset. And then he just went into sadness mode where mm-hmm. it's like, that's, yeah. that's fine. He's also, um, uh, he's also wrong about something. Oh, what's he wrong about? Cardinals will sign an ace. Now, Brad, you were saying before the break that the Cardinals are going to get Yamamoto. No. And you got some numbers to Maybe, back it no, up. No, well, no, no. Maybe, first of all, I would not want to shut the door on Yamamoto. You got Newt's good friends with him. His mm-hmm. mom is good friends with Yamamoto's mom. I mean, you're working all the connections that kind you of possibly layup. work. Yeah. Uh, I know Mo was asked about uh, you know him, or not even him necessarily, but pitchers coming over from overseas. And he did say, traditionally, those guys end up on a coast, but you let time 
work and you find out and you, mm-hmm. you end up seeing. Uh, so maybe, maybe when it comes to Yamamoto, and if you get Yamamoto, he's 25 years old. Uh, he won the equivalent of the Cy Young three years in a row. Like, that's your ace. Now, that ace is going to cost you 200 and some change because you're going to have to pay him and you're going to have to pay a posting fee. And there's going to be a lot that goes into it. But still hoping for that, okay? Still uh, being patient on that one. I got some numbers for you, though. Okay. On another guy. On Yamamoto? See if if you're a little little interested. No, these are not Yamamoto, okay? All right. Would you be interested in a guy that had a 2 ERA? By the way, he went 20-6 last year. 180 and a third innings pitched. 137 hits, pretty good ratio. They need strikeouts, right? 180 and a third, 209 punch outs in his 30 starts. Would you be interested in a guy like that? Why do I feel like you're setting us up? Numbers don't lie, Anthony. Numbers don't lie. That sounds, that looks like ace stuff yeah, right it does. there. Who are we talking about? Well, the ace of the NC Dinos. That was Eric Fetty last oh year. Now, you might remember Eric Fetty. Now, the Fetty old national Eric young Fetty? Young national, really. He's only 30 at this point. Well, Eric Fetty. He'd be the youngest guy in your rotation. He would be the youngest guy in your rotation. <laughs> and he's been around, you know, been overseas. So, uh, no, Eric Fetty actually isn't the guy that I was wanting to get into. But, uh-huh. boy, he had a good year. A bit of a renaissance for him. He and did. I hope that he lands. You know, he's a Vegas guy. I'm a big Eric Fetty fan as well. That, I think that's great. Hope that he lands in a good spot. That's not your answer. Yeah, no. Um, what, if, uh, what if your answer was in the international market? And it ended up being the other starter that everybody's talking about in Shoto Imanaga. Would you be okay? So what's given, the profile there? Our, so it, I've great been so question. focused his, on Yamamoto. His comp is Sonny Gray. Uh, Would you rather just have Sonny Gray? Yes, <laughs> you beat me to it. Yes, but that's that's what he, so he's like five ten, five eleven. Pitchability like Sonny Gray. Velocity is mm-hmm. similar, but he is he's basically that guy. Here, okay. We're getting mic drops. I think this is fun now to say. What would you do? Is Fetty off the table for it, you? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass on that. Let me, let me close out that tab. What, what would you do if you're Mo? What's realistic to okay. you? What would and you by do? The way, don't, don't, from a, don't do, don't from do an off season baseball standpoint. Okay? okay. Yeah. We can have fun, but let's not, let's not get dark here. When. You look at the offseason and how the free agents and everything that and, and, and guys that could be available. What really turns around your attitude in terms of what the Cardinals can do? So for me, for example, this is this this is it's probably unrealistic. Okay. But I still think if he's aggressive enough, he can get it done. Sonny Gray would not be my ace. He'd be he'd be my number two. He'd be my Gary. Because you brought in Ace from Tyler Glass now. Ooh, I was going to say Chicago. I thought you were bringing or Dylan, Dylan Cease. Cease. Sure, one of those two. I would make the trade for the ace. So I would sign Sonny Gray, and now I'm looking at a Cease slash Glass now. Sonny Gray number two, and then your rotation fills out Michaelis so Lynn. Let's go down this road, okay, for a second. What's his face to the pen? Matt, that's what I was going to ask you. Matt's is, to the it's pen. matched to the pen yes. at that point. I didn't mean Here's, to be disrespectful. I just literally forgot his name. What's his face? He's I got did. two more years left on a multi-year contract well, at eleven per. Let's see a, a full season out of him, and then I'll remember the name. He has got like twenty-seven starts in the last two years combined. 
It's not enough. Okay. Um, that is, I don't see any problem. Again, the chips have to fall to you. Would they go out and sign four starters in offseason? Let's be honest. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. But if you were able to acquire one of those starting pitchers, whoever that may be, that is a one-two type, okay, and then you're – Still, you're still wheeling and dealing. You're still out there. You're taking phone calls. You're making phone calls, and one pops up where, yeah, you you have holes filled, uh, filled, but you can make it better by adding. Let's call it seas. Let's call it glass. Now, let me ask you this real quick with, with what you have in in store. Let's say they get Sunny Gray. Would would you make a move for Bieber? Does Bieber is Bieber in that category for you with the Guardians now? He dealt with some injury, came back. I think he made two starts at the end of the season, was healthy. He His strikeout rate has gone down quite a bit. He is not the same guy that he was a couple of years ago. To me, adding Bieber would be a Bieber gray. Like you're adding two twos. Two twos? I don't, I don't think, not two twos, but two number two pitchers. Okay. I don't think Shane Bieber is an ace anymore. He'd be an ace for your team. So... Is is adding if you added Sonny Gray on top of this rotation the way that it is right now? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it going into next year? Good, not great. It's good. It's good enough. It's improved. You're not you're not winning anything big. I like Sonny Gray. You're not, but you're a Sonny Gray, Miles Michaelis, Lance Lynn, Stephen Matz, and and Kyle Gibson rotation's not winning anything. Can I ask you another question? Sure. It's a big question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you after the break. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. The way we were approaching it is, is we knew we need innings. And if we were just to go out and sign one good pitcher that was exciting then where do we go to backfill and some of the timing of of this necessarily wouldn't go with us being patient so to get two guys that you know almost collectively had an aggregate of 200 innings last year pitched had we not acted on this this week they're probably not here tomorrow whereas some of the upper end pitchers are still out in the market that was John Mozalock, courtesy of KMOV. Earlier today, we played the entire press conference of Mo talking about not only the Kyle Gibson signing from today, but also the Lance Lynn signing. Brad Thompson, Andrew Marshall, Anthony Stalters, Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Brad, that exact comment is what led me to talk about the what's urgent and what's important. Yeah. It, it, sometimes you need to just fill in with what's urgent right now. You need innings. You need guys to fill in the backside of this rotation. I think people are ticked. I don't blame you, but I think people are ticked that they didn't do what was important first, which is that you need at least one top-end starter, if not two. So they're viewing this as, oh, cheap-ass cheap, cheap ass yeah. Cardinals again. I think I think what Mo is doing, and we'll find out moving forward here, but I think what Moe's doing is we need to address what's urgent first, not necessarily with what's what's the, the number one goal. Hey, Mo, go blank yourself. Okay, didn't need that. Uh 
But uh, we've got a bunch of those texts in throughout the day. No, I think that the way that he laid it out there was smart because I, I realized that when you're looking at, and we got a bunch of texts like this to the uh, text line, 314-399-9646, if you want to get in on the action. Um, we, we, we've had a bunch of texts saying, man, you spent $12 million on Kyle Gibson. You spent $10 million one year. on, uh, yeah, well, for sure one year. But people are looking at us like, that's half of your perceived bankroll at this point on those two guys but it's not but i to me it's different because it's only one year well and we also we don't know what these guys we don't know what the the market would have bared for them i'm sure they would have got this deal somewhere else like they they would have gotten that uh with another place but you at least have the certainty of the the innings and what you're going to get out of those guys so back to the, the the point is i i like that and right, that's an mm. improv thing. Go to improv uh, class. We should do that. That'd be fun. Go to. You got to keep it in the yes positive. And. It's yes and. You never go to the negative in in improv. Brad, do not. For example, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yes yeah. Go and. ahead. Watch. This is the negative. Go ahead. Hey, Anthony. They signed two starters that are going to help this club next year. No, they're not. No, you just went to Bill Belichick. You didn't even go. No, into... that's what I'm saying. There's nowhere. There's nowhere to go now. You got improv is all about. Oh yeah, that's where you need the and. Yeah. All yes. right, go ahead, Anthony. You do it to me. All right, Brad. Cardinals just added two starters to the rotation. They absolutely did, and you think about the culture that they're bringing and with them you as built. well. And then you built. You want to talk about a bulldog? Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, Lance Lynn, bulldog. You want to talk about a winner? How about Kyle Gibson? How about those guys? You want to talk about a nice third piece? Yamamoto. Yeah. Big fan. So I teased that I was going to ask you a question Mm -hmm. about this rotation, okay? And we were just talking about, if you're just tuning in, we were talking about if the Cardinals just added Sonny Gray to the rest, and I say just as if it's not a big signing. That would be a very big signing for the Cardinals. But if they added Sonny Gray, how would you feel about the rest of the rotation being Sonny Gray, and uh, then it's Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, Miles Michaelis, and Steven Matz? That would end up being your rotation, at least going into the season right now as it is on paper. My question to you, Anthony, if you had one pitcher for the Cardinals, knowing their restraints too, like knowing what they are financially, at least what they have been over the years and what you believe they may, may be in the future. If you could add one pitcher, would you rather that, rather that pitcher be Sonny Gray or Yamamoto? Yamamoto is going to be on a seven to eight year deal probably. Okay. Sonny Gray tops three, I think, unless somebody pushes it to four. Yamamoto. Why? If you don't have an ace, you don't really have anything. If you don't have the quarterback, it, it doesn't matter how good the defense is. If you don't have the goaltender, it doesn't matter how many goals goals you're scoring each night. Eventually, the bottom's going to fall out. You're not going to be good enough. Did so the Rangers Sonny, technically have an ace this year? I know they signed Jordan, a couple. And Jordan Montgomery emerged the ace. Emerged the emerged as the ace. It's a fair point, but they still signed Jacob Degrom in because they they knew the importance of having that top end that top end starter. If 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 it's Sonny Gray for three or Yamamoto for seven, I have to go with the upside. I know that Yamamoto hasn't done it yet in the big leagues, but I, I have to roll the dice because I don't have an ace. Sonny Gray is not an ace. What do you mean Sonny Gray's not an ace? Sonny Gray's a really good pitcher. Pitched like an ace last year. He certainly did. And he'll Lowest look, FIP in baseball, Anthony. That ain't look, nothing. He'll look great as my number two when I go out and trade for Dylan Cease. But for now, based on this question... I absolutely need to tap into the upside. How about you? I'm going the Same other question. Direction. I'm going the other way. I'm actually, I would take Gray. 
Uh, and I would take it because of the I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Sunny Gray, mm-hmm. and I know I have it for three years, and that's so what it's predicated upon. Because that's they, the floor. You're looking at it from the floor perspective, which is fine. But your your floor, I'm ceiling. So here's here is my my thing with this too. The you are our point all along and all off season and most of last season has been. Boy, he really could use a one-two punch, okay? In the scenario that we lay out right now, they have four certainties already there. And who knows, man, maybe they pivot, maybe they do sign one, trade for one. Personally, I don't don't necessarily see it. I think Mm -hmm. they look at it and they got those four guys. They'll probably add one more. When I I look at the difference on a seven- or eight-year deal at – Estimating for Yamamoto, the estimation is right around $30 million per. Maybe it's a little north, maybe it's a little south of that, but that's going to be like your, your general where they're going to be. That could really hamstring you if he struggles. And even if he doesn't, how much more is that guy putting you over the hump? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what is really the difference going to be between Yamamoto and Sonny Gray when you look at the long haul? Now, maybe it's a huge difference. Maybe it ends up being a very big one. Yeah. Maybe it ends up being a small one. And maybe it ends up being money in a couple of years that you end up spending on other pieces. Sure. It just it doesn't seem like a very like cardinal move. And I remember when I when I put that in its place, I said, hey. Talk about this, how the Cardinals also make their moves and their financials and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I, I feel like it might be a more, quote-unquote, responsible move to bring in Sonny Gray on a three-year deal. I don't disagree. I also think that's, that's why your fan base is frustrated because that's the type of in-the-box thinking that the Cardinals have, have gone with. And they've won a lot of division, division titles with that line of thinking. They've they've gotten to a lot of uh, you know a hell of a lot of playoff appearances. What they haven't done is won at the highest of levels since 2011, and they needed all 162 in order to do that. Sure, plus an epic run. I th- I think that what the Cardinals did with their draft approach under Randy Flores has has been outstanding. They opted to not go for. The high floor guy. The guy is almost guaranteed to make the big leagues, but what? not going to be an all-star. And they went for high school right. players yeah. with, with with top in. I love the, that approach. Instead of, and like without throwing out a regular name, Reet Lazma. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh. Right. Mm, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't know who guy. you're referring to, but no, I, I was thinking more of a Pete Cosma. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I wasn't. That, that's that's in, that's mm-hmm. actually a very good comp. Slam dunk. He's got to get to the big leagues. Probably going to be a nice utility guy for you off the bench. And he still, if he goes to Washington, gets booed. Yes, because <laughs> he came up with. Hey, the absolute if he doesn't it. drop that that infield fly. Look, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not who a, knows what happens in Atlanta? I'm Come not on, saying. Man. I'm not saying. I'm not appreciative of Pete Cosmo or or Leet Lasma, but Lasma. shops Lasma. at Raider Bows. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> and he eats at Hack Donalds, but. I think that it's time for this organization to so, pivot more to the ceiling, like they have been with their drafts. No, I, and I, I understand the way you're thinking. My, my question is, do you believe that Yamamoto is that piece that that takes you over the top? Like over Sonny mm-hmm. Gray, he, that, there it is. You're, all of a sudden, you're not getting bounced in the first round because you have that guy. I'm going to say something very irresponsible here. I'm going to say that I, that I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I have to do it anyways because the decision comes down to what's, what is this. Yeah. I, I have to believe that Yamamoto's ceiling at 25 years old, given those numbers, is going to be a lot higher than Sonny Gray. 
I, I, I would agree with you that. Know what I, mean? I you know, here's here's the the next thought on that. I better truly believe in some of the things that are coming through my minor league pipeline mm. to invest that kind of money in the front end of my rotation Very in that true. many years. Because we just talked about how old this rotation ham, is. It's going to hamstring you, yeah. dude. It, like you better you better know that you're adding on his age 27, 28, mm. 29. That that guy is going to be able to have friends in this rotation that can help him out. Can I flip that on you, too? Flip it on me, twist it, and reverse it. If you go, mm. Mm. Wow. If you go with Sonny Gray, you also better hope or know what's coming through your organization because if you don't have an ace that you're – the best way to get an ace is develop, develop one. You better also hope if you, don't, if you get Sonny Gray and it's your, your rotation is Gray and Michaelis and Mats and Lynn and Kyle Gibson, you better hope that your next ace is coming through this organization. Because if not, you're going to be in the exact same spot again next year yeah, and the year after. You don't want to be buying them year no. after year. Yeah. Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh, Anthony Stalter, John Faux-Salock Fo- has spoken as well. Ooh, what'd he say? Well, he's got thoughts on the pitcher from Japan. Really? I don't Eric know which Fetty? one. No, he was playing somewhere else. I don't know. That's next. You'll hear from him here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I'll tell you what the beloved Janet would do if I was Mo. I'd get my butt on a plane with contracts in hand and head for Japan. There you go. Janet laying it out perfectly. She's going to Japan. Get uh, Eric Fetty. He was playing in Korea. He was part of our dinos, actually. Oh, that's right, the NC dinos. You and I, uh, we we followed the KBO pretty closely. We did. During the pandemic, you and I were all about it. Early morning, 3, 4 a.m., up watching our dinos. We loved them. Now, when uh, baseball started back up in America, uh, BT, you and I completely forgot about our dinos. We never circled back to see how they they did. I was actually shocked earlier to see that Eric Fetty was playing for our dinos. I thought it was just a startup league. Turns out that's no. no, that's been yeah. Oh, KBO, yeah, they're fantastic. They're it's a fantastic, very good league, actually. no doubt. So speaking of heading to Japan and acquiring a pitcher, if you're Mo, the one and only John Foe Salock chimed in about potentially adding your next pitcher from Japan. What do you got? So Fo? you guys wanted moves, you got them right. So <laughs> I, you know, I've got Gersh perusing. Twitter and and I'm a little taken back by by some of the hate. I mean, you know, we just acquired two guys that you know both were were top five in hits. And what? Oh, hits allowed. I was wondering what. Yeah, I was I was a little confused when I made. It. Okay, so so yeah, the two guys hits allowed. Not you know not great, but. It's day one, right? Like, we're not done. Um, these guys bring a lot of uh, a, a strong presence to, to the culture. And that's, you know, when you look at last year, the two biggest issues were culture and, and innings pitched. And I think we checked two boxes. And look, I mean, it's day one, right? Um, there's a 
pretty good Japanese player out there, right? And he shut down that high school girls team, um, Ichiro. So he looked good on the mound. And look, I don't know what, what his posting number is, but we're going to make a run. And I think that it'll better the team. And just wait, be patient. Did you uh, see Ichiro's slider, by the way? No. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. I love how he always... 16-pitch shutout. I love how he always works in Gersh. He's always got Gersh <laughs> oh doing something. Um, for, for another day, but write down the idea, foe or mo. All right? So yeah. we're going to take some of foe's A-lock, some of Mo's, piece together in a nice little game. When, the re- mo. when we were playing the real Mo's presser in the first hour today, there were so many times I heard, th- I heard foe. The cadence. <laughs> it's just got me with so the, away from the, the phone. <laughs> that's hits aloud. <laughs> the pause. Okay, so the hits aloud, not good. but That uh, got me a little bit. By the way, the Cardinals cannot bring back Paul DeYoung. I saw that. He's nearing a deal with the White Sox, according to John Heyman. So, there is that. Good for Pauly D. Mm-hmm. like to see him succeed. You want yeah. to talk about a, uh, a, an organization that's in a bit of a way... It's the White Sox. The White Sox have uh, apparently things were not great over there. No. Apparently culture, not not super with the White Sox. No, so I think what they need to do is is completely rebuilt by trading Dylan Cease here. Yeah, and you know what? You know who would look good with him? Buddy system, man. Anytime you, you used to be able to do this in Little League, like you're drafting your team, and it's like, oh, but he's good friends with this guy, so yeah. they have to be on the same team together. Maybe you miss your pick on the way around. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Sure. Buddy system. And usually when you were going to use the buddy system, it was a buddy system for two talented players. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Dylan Cease and Luis Robert come mm. together? Good friends. They can be roommates if they want to. Sure. They have to. I don't know how close they are. Uh, but I really feel like that plugs a couple of holes for you. Yeah, and I think um, as much as you don't want to give up somebody that was in the MVP conversation just three short years ago, I think Tyler O'Neill going to Chicago to address their outfield need. If you okay. are getting Luis Robert, again, that's, a, that's something that's going to hurt. But you got to give to get. You got to give up talent to get talent. And uh, and ends up package of minor leaguers. I think that'll I think that'll do it. Mm. So realistically, no. and again, this isn't necessarily a trade package for Dylan Cease or for Glass now or whoever you feel like trading for at this point. By the way, would you rather work with the well, White I love Sox? Would you rather? It's my favorite game. Would you rather work with the White Sox Boring for Cease <laughs> or Glass now for the Rays? Who would I rather work with? Yeah, the White Sox. <laughs> yeah. Now what I'm doing is I'm calling New the race. GM too, guy Chris Getz over there, who's yeah. a good player, talented young mind in the game. Might of not baseball. know what he's doing yet. <laughs> what is that from Draft Day? Remember the Draft Day movie? Yeah. What's well, the kid over there in Jacksonville? Call him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know his name. Weird. Yes, but no, I would rather deal with I'm that. calling Tampa first and I say, hey, what's it going to take? Hey, who do you like in our who, organization? Yeah, who, uh, we want, we're want. we thinking about Glass now. We know he's only got one year left on his Penny deal. Paniagua, huh? Paniagua, yeah. don't let him go. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever names they mention, I'm I'm immediately elevating them to the big league roster if they're not on there already. <laughs> they, they are now uh, cold, dead hands. Yes, and then I'm guys. calling the White Sox, and anybody that's not on that list, I'm trading for Dylan Cease. That's next level thinking real uh, real question though anthony when they, they have now signed two pitchers via free agency as we all know and mm-hmm. there have been a lot of reaction to it both lance lynn and kyle gibson 
Do you believe that the next pitcher that they bring in, if in fact they bring in another pitcher, which we all believe that they will, do you believe that will be via free agency or the trade dead, uh, trade market? Trade. I kind of think so too. I think it's going to be a trade. I don't know if they're going to get – well, if it's Sonny Gray. Sonny's got a big market, too. Yeah. So Atlanta's hot on Sonny Gray right now. Uh, the Phillies apparently are still in on him, even though they brought in Nola. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have been bandied about with him. I don't know if I see Sonny Gray so much West Coast with Dodgers, but who knows? Yeah. Money talks oftentimes. So, I mean, there's a robust market for all of these starters. I would say trade. I think they're going to trade, and then maybe they circle back and still add a starter. And say, okay, Mats, you pitch, you got to pitch well in spring training, or else you're likely going to the pen, because they could do that and address address the need for the for the bullpen too. So the 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 we keep using Mats as this guy basically because he hasn't been able to take the ball over the last couple of years. But the the interesting thing with Stephen Mats when he's right again, this is a hope thing. He's better than everything else you have. That's true, or That's at fair. least potentially more dominant than yeah. everything else you have. But I'm looking that, – that's fair. I am looking, though, to push somebody out of this rotation. That's going to be my thought process behind Which it. is better uh, – and uh, you know, forgive the, the way that I table this, but it's better than trying to push somebody in, Anthony, which they were trying to yeah. do last year. Right. That's it didn't like, work. Well, I'll see if this tall left-hander fits. Right. Well, what about this one? Yeah. Try this. Interesting phrase. Drew but... Rom. Can I shove him in there? Mm. Like there's a lot – Didn't a lot. work. Well, for them, great experience for them. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. More of your mic drops. We'll continue to talk about the signing of Kyle Gibson. Anthony, wasn't there football or something? <laughs> I, I also think we should get to last night's game. The Chiefs, the Eagles. What the hell? Can we get Patrick Mahomes? Somebody outside the numbers that can catch the damn football. Oh, he, please. He's got guys outside the numbers. Just the last part, the catching the football. That don't have hands where their feet, where their, or I'm sorry, their feet where their hands should be. Like somebody not like that. If if the one guy that I think that you're talking about, if he didn't have so many letters on the back of his jersey, he'd have been fast enough to catch that. I think, I don't think the speed was the problem. So it's damn hands. I think it was the hands. Was that good? Was it a Burger King commercial? Hands too small. How am I supposed to eat a burger with these small hands? <laughs> Not great. All right, that's all next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Good protection aired out. Valdez Scantling dropped it. Airs it out. Downfield incomplete. And the Eagles take over. Joe Buck on the call last night. Wolf. ABC slash ESPN as the Chiefs blow a 17 7 halftime lead. Don't score a point in the second half and lose to the Eagles 21 to 17. That's three games in a row, Anthony. That they haven't scored a point in, in the, the second, second half. half. What the hell is going With on? Mahomes. I mean, you the, the easy narrative would be, well, they're not making halftime adjustments. You tell me that Andy Reid is not making halftime adjustments. You tell now, me the drops that, have something to do. Don't you just luck dude, into some points in the second half? I, well, don't you just somehow let's just Mahomes take last to night. Kelsey it? 
Let's just take last night, for example. You did go Mahomes to Kelsey, and Kelsey put the damn ball on the ground inside the 10. Sure did. Not so swift on that one, was he? No, he wasn't. And you have to wonder if his head's in the game. I'm sorry. Look, he's talking about retirement. He should. If his his head's not going to be in the game. Especially when Mama's got that kind of cheese. Yeah, no kidding. And where was she last night? Not Mama, but uh, Taylor Swift. Wasn't she? He went to see her in concert. Why can't she be? That's a huge game. She's literally in concert right now. On tour. You're telling me she can't uh, do the old private jet thing to Arrowhead? I'm not sure. That was a big game last night, Brad. And he put the ball on the ground. It was a good game, too. Minus all the uh, the dropsies. The Eagles, who are a very good team, Brad, had no so business the best team. Had no business winning that game last night. What do you mean? Jalen Hurts had less than 70 yards passing midway through the third quarter. He, as I've mentioned before, he doesn't look right. He looks like he's favoring the shoulder. He looks banged up, and he's probably gutting it out with, because Jalen Hurts is a dude. I love watching Jalen Hurts play. He don't look right. That Kansas City defense is outstanding. It's the best part of their team. Yes, it is. You can't get Patrick Mahomes, somebody that can win outside the numbers? Now, I know I'm the guy that's like, you don't need receivers. That's not what I say, bro. Or running backs. Don't, don't say that em. either. What I have said is... Show me that D. That's all you care about is defense. And offensive line and quarterback, of course. Well, a few things. You can find receivers without having to do what Miami did, which is bring Tyreek Hill in on a, on a big contract while trading for him. You can find... Houston's got a, 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 a legit number one in Tank Dell. They didn't use the top two picks for him this past year. You can find receivers. Good one example. Oh, stop it, Brad. <laughs> Patriots won a million Super Bowls without a number one wide receiver. Don't you dare. <laughs> Tom Brady. Don't you dare. Exactly. They had the best they had Tom ever. Brady had a great defense. They won all those Super Bowls. Sorry, he had a star maker. Unbelievable. If you don't find somebody outside the numbers, you so, may you may lose it this time. Last year you get last year was fine. Last year you won Super Bowl. You prove you prove that you you can win without that prototypical number one outside of of course Kelsey. But last night was embarrassing. He put that thing on a dime. It was perfect to MVS. Are you kidding me on that? I know he felt bad. He's throwing the helmet and all that, or uh, you know, up the, going up the tunnel. He's he's slamming the helmet. Up. That was a dime. It was perfect. We were watching the game last night, too. And as soon as Mahomes hit the back foot and threw that thing, Chris and I are watching. I go, that's a touchdown. You couldn't see. He was beat. You couldn't see it. But the way that Mahomes threw that thing, he was. that was not a, hey, let's just take a shot. He had him, obviously. And he put that thing on the ground. Justin Watson had 10 targets? Really? Justin Watson? He had, he had two go through his hands. Well, it was raining. I don't care. You see Devonta Smith make a play? That was embarrassing. All the last credit night. in the world, by the way, to Patrick Mahomes. That's what leaders do, by the way. Leaders take all of the blame for everything. Right. He talked about that pass uh, to Scandling. And he's like, hey, you know, hey, that's on me. Maybe sometimes I, he was so open. I've got to drop that in yeah. a little bit closer to him. Like, no, you don't. No. You did everything yeah. right, and right. throughout that game, he did everything. He is still playing at an MVP level. Yes, he is. Now, here's the bigger question: We all know that uh, the, the AFC is it's a jumble. We talked about it the other day. There's a lot going on, and certainly the Chiefs are going to be a big part of things, and, and many will have them as the front runner in the AFC when the playoffs come around. Mm-hmm. 
But are we getting to the point where we're seeing this window for the Chiefs slam shut fairly quickly? And here's why I ask. Not because of Mahomes, who's still playing at this level. Yeah. We're talking about Kelsey, though. Kelsey's banged up. He's there. There, He mm-hmm. is the offensive weapon. Yeah. That is the guy. He's banged up. He's limping all over the place. He had the dropsies last night. He's already talking about retirement. Anthony, when you talk about retirement, what are you thinking about? You're about, yeah, you're thinking about next, right? What, yeah. what is next? I don't want any of my athletes thinking about what's next. So you don't have any other real skill position players other than that dude. And your defense is good, but that's not good enough if you can't put up points. You've got your quarterback making all this money now in Mahomes, and good for him. He's one of the best in the league, if not the best. And But, you know, we saw that happen to – well, you see it happen to all these teams, but Seattle is a good example. You started paying Russell Wilson, yep. and all of a sudden, I eh, can't afford – see a Tyreek and see all the – you know, like, right. are we seeing this slam shut for the Chiefs? No, because you have Mahomes. I know it's a cop-out answer, but no. No, because you have Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, you have the Arctic. Plus, now you do have a defense, which, Andy, is inc- can, which is incredible. Can those guys be – can Andy Reid and Mahomes be that – we were just talking about that star maker that mm-hmm. Tom Brady has been yeah. and turning it, whether it's an Edelman or whatever. Yeah. Can Mahomes do that for somebody? They already have. Who? Yeah. Last year. Last year you won. Last year you won with the crop of players that you had there. You had no outside of Kelsey. You had no stud. Yeah. You know Juju Smith-Schuster. Not beast, a, though. He was an absolute beast. Yes. I. I what, okay. So what we're really talking about is can can the Chiefs can the while you're paying Mahomes and Kelsey and Chris Jones can you can you live beyond that right Can you Correct. can you uh, supplement the talent You can not by taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round like they did. God, you hate running backs. Wow. <laughs> They found Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh. This is my it's point. Solid. And he is, he is ten times the back. Did you see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire yesterday? Went, wall. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a decent run yesterday. It took about 14 minutes. Oh, he's bouncing off everything. <laughs> Pacheco looks like a... I mean, he is a stud back. What, what they need to do is operate from, from the draft standpoint. I think they can now. They've got the defense... You're never set, but you got the defense in place, right? Yeah. They could they they could stand to add another pass rusher certainly, but you need to find a stud outside the numbers now, and you can find them in the the back of the first, you can find them in the second, you can find them in the third, but you can't try to. You know what I think they tried to do? They tried to uh, replicate Tyreek Hill. That's what they tried to do. You tried to replicate Ty- Tyreek Hill. There's only one Tyreek Hill. Sky Moore is not Tyreek Hill. Kadarius Tony is not not Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Stop doing that. Find somebody that's a big target outside the numbers, either trade for one or get them in the draft, and then you've got you've got your line, you've got your defense, you got your quarterback. You're fine. So no, I don't think the window is closed. Do you? Even when you ask Dude, that, do you believe that? I, I like. I really feel like we're seeing it. Uh, you stop. There's no dominant. There's no other real dominant teams in the AFC. That's the only thing that really like. Who is the biggest competition to the Chiefs? Baltimore right it now. It was Cincinnati, but now it's got to yeah, be Baltimore. You've got hurt. You've got Deshaun Watson hurt. Is Baltimore? With, yeah. So right now they're still okay. Mm-hmm. But if somebody ends up, you know, some of these teams emerge like they should, we're seeing a lot of parity in the NFL right now. We Absolutely. talked about that on Friday. Yep. So, yeah, they're still fine. I just wonder, they were at a point where they were dominant. Like they stepped on the field, you knew they were going to beat the brakes right. off of everybody. They're you don't have that feeling right now. At, at all. I mean, not even close. No, that's a good point. All right, it's a gauntlet coming up next. We, uh, we got round two, right, Marsh? Yes, sir. Six people made it. Six champions out of the ten? Six people. Six out of the ten champions advance to the second round. So we've got our second round of the gauntlet playoffs starting next on 101 ESPN. We're right back.
back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Time for the gauntlet in the fast lane where it's 402. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And it is time now for the gauntlet playoffs to head to round two. So Cody is back with us. He defeated Jamie in round one. What's up, Cody? What's going on, guys? Not much. Okay, so Cody, you, since you chose Jamie, you got to stick with your opponents now. No, he chose football. Oh, he chose football. Yeah, the wheel spun Jamie. Son of a gun. Okay, so now you get to choose your next category, but it can't be football, and then the wheel will choose your opponent. So what, what category right. would you like today? Uh, we'll go with um, baseball. Go ba- baseball. All right, baseball is the category today. Tell Marsh to spin that wheel, and we'll find out if you're playing Marsh or me today. All right, Marsh, spin that wheel. All right, here we go. Brad, what are you thinking? I, I think, think it's Marsh. Marshy. I think so, too. It I often does. I think it's favored him. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, Snuck stalter. over the line. All right, Cody, it's you and I. Good luck, man. Oh, man. Good luck, Anthony. See you, buddy. All right, Anthony is heading off to the cone of silence here. I don't know, how's Anthony fared in these, Marshy? Has he had his struggles uh, here as Anthony of late? Anthony had the worst record out of all three of us. So somebody had to have it. You know what I mean? Somebody had to have it. Exactly. So let's get into it. It is baseball is the category. We're round two, Marshy. Round two. All right. Like, hell, it's the playoffs. Everybody knows the rules by now. Let's just do it. Question number one, Cody. Baseball's inaugural Hall of Fame class in 1936 consisted of five players. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, and who else? <clears throat> oh man, that's that's looking back ways there. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna need the options on that one. All right, you've got Cy Young, Hannes Wagner, or Lou Gehrig. Uh, yeah, those are all good names. <clears throat> um. Yankees were always popular back then, but you got Honus Wagner and who who was the other guy? I'm sorry. Lou Gehrig. Cy Young, Honus Wagner, and Lou Gehrig. Uh I'll go Lou Gehrig. Yankees are big. I'll go with them. Final answer? Final answer. All right, perfect. Final answer. Question number two, World Series champions Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon were among those who took home Silver Slugger Awards last Thursday before Simeon came to Texas. With which organization did he win a Silver Slugger in 2021? Was he on the Blue Jays? Yeah, there was, he's still with the, I 
athletics. Um. Uh, I'm gonna say the Toronto Blue Jays. Final answer. All right, Cody. Question number three: Who hit a walk-off home run to win the very first Field of Dreams game in 2021? Tim Anderson. Final answer. And question number four, former Cardinal great Kurt Flood captured seven gold gloves playing which position? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I do not know that name, so um, I'm going to need the options there. Options are right field, second base, center field. <clears throat> um... Uh, um, center field. They get a lot of gold gloves there. Final uh, answer? Um, final answer, center field. All right, Cody, no matter how this shakes out, you have homework to do, okay? It's Kurt Flood homework, free agency. There's a lot that goes into it. Let's bring in Anthony Stalter from the Cone of Silence. I, I don't even... I don't even know when that guy played. I've never heard That's that name. Right. Hey, at least you're honest. Right. No, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> the way Anthony has made his way into the studio now. How did Cody do? I can't tell you. All right, okay. But we can't <laughs> tell you to pack a lunch. Here's what I need you to remember, Anthony. While I've, I've heard that your stats have not been great, okay? Overall for bulk of work, not good. Oh. But don't you remember this? Look at me. Yeah. Right now, when you're taking the gauntlet. I'm the number one. You're the number one. Yes. You're the ace. I heard that somewhere today. You are the ace today. Okay, now I feel it. So expectations Mm -hmm. from our listeners. For you. Yeah. Low. Low. But for you, should be high. Believe in yourself. I'm receiving mixed messages, but I'll just choose to uh, hear the positive ones. Yes, you're going to be great. Okay, thank you. In your head. Here we go. Question number one. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you the category? You know the category. I do. Yeah, Cody chose baseball. That's right, baseball. Baseball's inaugural Hall of Fame class in 1936 consisted of five players, Anthony. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, and who else? Options, please. Cy Young, Hannes Wagner, Lou Gehrig. Hannes Wagner, final answer. Question number two. World Series champions Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon were among those who took home Silver Slugger Awards last Thursday before Simeon came to Texas. With which organization did he win a Silver Slugger in 2021? I believe that was with the Toronto Blue Jays. Final answer. Anthony, question number three. Who hit a walk-off home run to win the very first Field of Dreams game in 2021? That was Yankees and White Sox, and it was an absolute thrilling game. And I believe the White Sox were the team to do it. And I think it was one of their bigger names. So you got Eloy Jimenez, you've got Luis Roberts, you've got, for at the time, Jose Abreu. Who else would have played on that team? Yohan Moncada, Tim Anderson. And I'm pretty sure it was Tim Anderson 
who hit the walk-off into the cornfield. Yeah, Tim Anderson, final answer. Look at you, Anthony. You answered. I can't tell you if you're right. Okay. Final final question. Former Cardinal great Kurt Flood captured seven gold gloves playing which position? Kurt Flood was an outfielder, wasn't he? Do you need a specific? Do need to be specific. His specific position. Mm. Not only are we being specific, we are being patient today. Uh, boy, a lot of Cardinals fans were going to be ticked. I didn't have the good pleasure of watching Kurt Flood. In fairness, you knew who he was. Yeah. Um, center field. Final answer. All right. Let's go over these. The walk-off home run to win the very first Field of ga- Game, Field of Dreams game in 2021. Who was it hit by Anthony without the options? You said Tim Anderson. I certainly did, Brad. Cody. You said Tim Anderson. The answer is? It is Tim Anderson. Neither of you needed the options, Anthony. Two to two. Come on. World Series champion Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. They won Silver Sluggers last Thursday before Marcus Simeon came to Texas. Which organization did he win his first Silver, win a Silver Slugger with in 2021? Anthony, without the options, you went Blue Jays. Cody, without the options, you went... Blue Jays. Ah, Cody. The answer is... It's the Blue Jays. It Cody. is, in fact, the Blue Jays. Cody, going to need you to be uh, <laughs> a lot worse than former, you have been. Former Cardinal great Kurt Flood captured seven gold gloves playing which position? Kurt Flood is a new player as far as Cody's concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, not as fresh on Kurt Flood either. That's okay. Cody, you said center field. Anthony, you said center field. The answer is... It's center field. But Anthony didn't need the options. Cody did. So Anthony has a one-point lead on Cody here going into our final question. Baseball's inaugural Hall of Fame class in 1936 consisted of five players. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, and who else? Cody went with Lou Gehrig. Oh, boy. Anthony Stalter went with Hannes Wagner. If it's Lou Gehrig, and you both took the options, it's Lou Gehrig. Got ourselves a tie. It's a walk-off. If it is Hannes Wagner or anybody else, Anthony Stalter is the winner. Who was the other option? The other option was Cy Young. It's a good option. It's a really good option. Really good option. The answer is Honest Wagner. Cody, you have chosen poorly. You lose. Cody, that was uh, that was a hell of a battle. Yeah, you got me there, man. That was a good one. Yeah, that was absolutely, Cody. That was a great battle. Thank you. (laughs) But you advance to the uh-huh. second round, man. No way in your head. How many rounds are there? Uh, three. Three rounds. With a possible sudden death. Ooh. If we have a tie. Oh. Yeah, because you're trying to find a playoff, a gauntlet playoff champion. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Cody, man, great effort. No doubt. Yeah, well, appreciate it, guys. It was fun. Thank Thanks, you. Cody. Thanks, Thanks Cody. for listening. Boy, he was, he was good. Cody. Cody. Hey, Cody, real quick. You, you a diehard Cardinal yep. fan? You a Cardinal uh, fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What do you think about the moves? Maybe not as bad as I thought. Huh? What do you think about the moves? I'm not a big hockey guy. I'm a big hockey guy. All right, fair enough. I'm for, of course, I mean, they're, they're all right. All right, right. Not the blues, the moves, <laughs> the moves that the Cardinals made. Oh, the moves? Yeah, yeah I don't no, speak well. This disappointed. He said disappointed. he's extremely excited. I think he broke up a little bit. Oh, Brad, I think you said yeah. it's disappointing. Okay. <laughs> Do you feel like this is this is the this is it for the off season? Uh, I hope not. But uh, no and no, I, I think that might be a uh, his big splash was Kyle Gibson. Oh man! Mm. Damn it! <laughs> Well, Cody, you fought hard. You gave us some perspective today. We thank you for it. Good yeah, stuff. well, appreciate it, guys. All right, man. We'll see you. Right. That was Cody. Yeah. Threw me off initially. <laughs> the bl- I don't watch the moves. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> the, the moves. <laughs> I could see where he thought you said blues. I could see it, too. Yeah. Plus, you know, in fairness to Cody, he was coming off coming off a hard-fought loss. Um, yeah, you got him with the old Hannes Wagner. <sighs> I I was I felt pretty good that it wasn't Lou Gehrig because Lou Gehrig was much they, later. I would have picked one of the other two. Yeah, Cy, when I heard Cy Young, I'm like, oh, it's definitely Cy Young. Then when you threw out Hannes Wagner, yeah, I'm like, hey, that he, guy's got to be in there. That's uh, that guy's old. Yeah, no, it's it definitely. <laughs> I guess still old, still at old. This point. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, with us. All right, it's Flying a fast Dutchman. line. Yes, that's right. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. So now we have five. We're down to five contestants. Another round two performance tomorrow here in the in the fast lane. We'll go back to the Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn, John Mozeliak presser. Those other two guys weren't there, but Mo talked about those two guys. And more of your mic drops next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You can't tell me that adding Sonny Gray is going to be enough to make this a good or even okay rotation. We went into the season last year with a better rotation. You went in with Montgomery. Now you added Lynn and you added Gibson, but neither of those guys are equivalent to Montgomery. Neither of those guys are even equivalent to Flaherty. Yes, they'll eat up the innings, but you need to go out and get a number one guy. You need to go get an ace. If you want to get Sonny Gray as number two, then yeah, we'll be going into the season with a great rotation, but you got to go out and get a number one guy. I feel like Sam's yelling at us. I've been saying the same thing. Sonny Gray would be my Gary. You still need the ace. You have been talking out of both sides of your mouth all I day have long. Not. I've been Anthony. very clear about this. I oh, also said okay. if it's Sonny Gray is in, is is your number one, then it's not going to be good enough. You're not going to win anything. I don't think they're going to. Yet Sam's just just yelling at us. Do you believe it? And I think that Mo addressed this as he was talking to the assembled media today. Do you really think that they would add two more starters to this mix? Because I think that he was asked that question. And he said uh, something, and I'm paraphrasing at this point. Maybe we'll go back and, and find the audio. And I say we, I mean Marshy, yeah, at sure. some point later. I got what uh, you mean. Don't do it now, Marshy. You're fine. Uh, but he, he said something to the effect of, like, where we're at right now, mm-hmm. I see I see potentially three based on how things are looking. But so you have two already. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know if I see them adding two more pieces. And I understand the the frustration that the two names that you added were not like the big names that you were hoping for. And I also totally understand the wanting that big one-two punch. Because look, as much as 
if you squint, Anthony, mm-hmm. and you squint really hard, who do you see out of the group here of the four that you have emerging as a two? Nobody. I said squint, Anthony. You're looking at me with your eyes. Just squint. Get in there. I answered your question. Yeah, but you answered too quick. You didn't squint. You didn't go, ooh, if I look really hard, I see. Every every other month, Miles Michaelis. Okay. That's what he was last year. Without swing and miss, too. And that ends up being something. I know it's not the be-all, end-all. Right. You don't have one. But, um, yeah, it's – and I, I also understand – Steven the, Matz for a month? It could be like honestly, he's the if you squint really hard guy for me. But that's not like if you're dreaming that he is a prototypical two, like that's putting a whole lot of eggs in the dream basket. No, it's not good. That's not going to work. So Mo did talk about the concept of getting a one or a two. This is what he had to say about it. Look, I think on any given day, that's your one. You're the ace, Anthony. Um, I think that's the the thing you have to realize about baseball. You play every day. Um, so to go out and just sign one elite pitcher and then do nothing else, that's not going to solve our problems. Our problems need an elite guy, though. getting deeper into games. And both these two gentlemen pitched a lot of innings last year. Um, you know, one did it on a very competitive team. One got traded to a very competitive club. And they, they both bring not only experience, but the ability to do that. And that's important. As I said, this is not the finish line. This is just a day. Um, I'm not going to predict what's going to happen over the next month or two months, but um, we know our work isn't finished. So what do you take away from that, Anthony? Um, I think that Mo. I think that Mo wanted to get across a couple of things today. So maybe not just in that clip that you heard, but if you heard the the entire press conference like we did, and if you didn't, you can download the podcast available after the show at 101ESPN.com, your 101 ESPN mobile app brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. But if you listen to the entirety of the press conference, I think he wanted to get out three three messages. One, we signed Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson because they wanted to be here and they eat innings. Two, we're not finished yet. Because he had mentioned that he mentioned that multiple times. It's just a day. We're not done yet. Uh, in three, I think he wanted to illustrate that he hears the media and the fans being upset and disappointed. It, it was kind of evident. He said he's not sleeping. I mean, yeah, a lot I of sleepless nights, too, Anthony. Sure, um, that's because you're, you know, you're fine. I got, I got problems, <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's, it, have you ever, and this was kind of, it was really a culmination, right? It, it was the welcoming, obviously, of Lance Lynn back into the organization. And uh, again, I haven't even had a chance to talk about what I think Lance Lynn is going to bring, and we'll get into that at some point, mm-hmm. uh, and, and bringing in Gibson. But it really was kind of an end-of-the-season conference, too, talking about some of the players that they didn't bring back. So there was a lot uh, for, for Mo to unpack there. But the, the one thing, and I still think it rings true, is that he said one elite starter won't solve our problem. Still believe that to be true with the two guys that he brought in. Now they have depth, yeah. 
which they didn't have before. There is not the, uh, hey, I hope Libby takes that next step. And by the way, I hope Libby takes that next step. Hey, I hope Thompson does it. Hope Thompson does it, but like you don't have to like need them going mm-hmm. into the season. Whoever the next guy ends up being, whether it's Takoa Roby or a huge step forward for Tinkens, whatever. Uh, but but you don't have to rely on those guys. You have you have steady veterans that can be able to do it. But I still believe the same to be true. Even if they be- bring in that one elite pitcher, I don't think that that is putting them over the hump. Now I'm not talking about the division hump. The division is the Brewers are likely to trade off. I mean, or at least very well could trade off Burns. Could trade off Willie Adamas. Mm-hmm. They already have Brandon Woodruff is gone. Uh, they they ended up DFAing him. Which, by the way, if I'm a team, I'm signing him to a multi-year deal and, yeah, just and then banking on the surgery. Right, because then you can't pitch until next year. Yeah, correct. Yeah. He'll miss the entire season. Okay, um, but. Uh, I still think that you're in that spot. A lot of things have to we, – we've spent all this time in this energy, and obviously they have. He talked about it from their upstairs point of view. Mm-hmm. He, they were asked the question, do you think uh, about bringing in any position players? And he said, right now we've been focused on the pitching. Man, a lot of things have to shake out in every aspect of this ball club to really get over the hump. Yeah. To me, I, I've always believed, and it's all generally reigned true, like – Great teams aren't built via free agency. It's not like, okay, we went out there and we got all of these pieces. We're going to go out and win. Look at the Mets. Like, how did that work out for the Mets? You still have to be able to draft, develop, and have all of these pieces internally. Mm-hmm. That's what gets you to where you want to be. There there were two things. The entire press conference, I'm sure, frustrated a lot of Cardinals fans. But there were only two things that Mo mentioned that kind of delivered, uh, that kind of induced a, a, a an eye roll for me. I'll tell you what that is next. I'll see if Brad's on the same page. Here nope. F- yeah, probably not. Just be, it'd just be me. Now, next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, this morning, the St. Louis Cardinals... We're calling people, uh, they called me, and they're asking them about renewing their ticket packages that they bought last year. And we bought a total of 18 sets of tickets last year for with different packages and games. They called anyway asking, and I was on the road, and I told them, hey, you know what, can you call me back tomorrow? I don't have time to talk right now. I'm busy doing some business. And uh, they said, sure, and I got home, and I saw that we'd gone out on a limb and signed Kyle Gibson also. So I gave the Cardinals back a call and told him to send Johnny Moe a message, and he wanted me to invest any of my money he needed to invest some of the Cardinals' money on something more than Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. Have a great day. I, you know, Brad, I, I kind of, I kind of feel for the people that have to. I was just thinking the make same thing. Have you ever had a job like that where you had to make like cold calls? Uh, yes. And have you really? Yes. What was the job? It was, a, can... it was a gym. It was. It wasn't a cold call. Well, I guess it was. Were you talking so about like memberships that yes, expired? That expired. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, and then you have to sit there if they if they pick up uh, or if they call you back, and then you have to sit there and you have to listen to all of the things that you have no control over yes. and apologize and say, so, so what about that membership? Are you, are you Dude, back in? You got to have a good tactic, though. You have to be like empathetic when mm-hmm. it comes down to you got to listen to all of the Absolutely. stuff because it's legit. Like especially right now with yeah. the Cardinals, you just were twenty games under five hundred, and uh, you you know you need multiple starters mm-hmm. like they. 
but you have to figure out a way to sell it back. Anthony, was that part of one of our favorite books? Was that Start With The Why? I was just listening to a book here recently talking about a By guy. Simon Simon Sinek. Sinek? Or Sinek Sinek. Sinek Sinek. Boy, he's got great stuff, man. Really uh, I don't know if that really is Start good. With The Why, but that's a, that's, that's a good strategy a nonetheless. A book. One or the other. Yeah, either uh, way. But, uh, but it is it, that is a tough one, right? And it's yeah. an interesting one. You're cold calling right now, getting everybody to go back. And if, if you're, like, realistically, and obviously I am very pro-cardinal, okay? Mm-hmm. Pro-cardinal. Um, but I do understand the the concept of look you it's expensive to go to baseball games. It costs a ton to bring a family to a baseball game and that's just that's just tickets. Then you go in, you you're you know, you're you're buying concessions, you got to pay for parking. And obviously the Cardinals uh, like a lot of teams they do deals like you you can make it affordable at times. Yeah. But it's a big investment to be a fan and you want to feel like the organization is investing right back into it. Totally sure. understand. My uh, and, and and maybe maybe the shirt says it better than I do. I would echo be patient mm-hmm. right now. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Right. You got two starters. You filled two holes. I get it. They're not the ones that you wanted. You did not get Yamamoto and Nola. No. Didn't get them. Now, the good fortune that you have is Yamamoto, Gray, Snell, Montgomery, uh, uh, whoever else. Whoever, Class whoever those now. guys. Yes, yeah, so the trade market. Absolutely. Strider. Those guys are still available. They're, they're still out there. And that's the thing. Like You can't grade all of the work off of... A couple of moves. You can't mm-hmm. grade the offseason. Now you can give it a to this point. And I also totally understand if you are grading off of the last couple of offseasons. Yeah. If you're looking, it's like, well, this is always going to do because of X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. I understand where Fair. you're coming from. Yeah. But I, I choose to take the look of, like, let, let's find out what this team looks like when it comes to spring training. BT, I completely agree. Completely agree. Now, if, if I'm John, I'm getting that phone call, and I'm like, nah, I, I'm going to wait to see what you do. I don't blame him on that. I, I completely agree. There was two things that Mo said today that did, in, it, you know, I, I kind of I'm, I did the whole, ah, okay, yeah, I get it. but And then I, I rolled my eye. Or rolled my eyes, not one eye. That'd be that'd be interesting just to roll the one eye. Can you roll one eye? I don't think so. I don't even know if you can roll two eyes. Really, it's just more of a. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you just actually. I think you did the same thing. Is that you roll your head with it? Yeah, I don't think that counts. <laughs> yeah, you like throw your eyes. Anyways, here's Mo, and then I'll tell you what uh, what I didn't like. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've been part of teams that have had declared aces that have won, and I've been a part of teams that didn't. And still one. I think you got to always remind yourself it's 162. It's great to plan for October, but it doesn't do you a lot of good if you don't get there. I understand why Mo said that. He's right. If you don't get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter. But that's kind of a straw man argument to me. You're over. You're maybe he's not even overlooking it. He knows it, but he is. Look over here. You still need to build a roster that's going to be built for October. That's 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 the that's the game plan. That's the strategy as it is. And maybe he's just saying he's just saying that, you know? And it, and we're and we're speaking the same language on this. But when you go out there and you've done what you've done over the last couple of off seasons, which hasn't been much, you've just kind of you've done like one big check mark and that's it. If that, you're not preparing for the for October. You're preparing for 162, and then we'll see what happens. And that is why a lot of Cardinals fans are ticked off. You don't have a roster that can compete for October. See, the, the way that I heard that, Anthony, and I might have my Cardinal Red hearing aids in, <laughs> so that could be could be a thing. You have the... 
you have like the uh, the cardinal oh, interp- like the interpretation going on. <laughs> you know, Mo says it, and it's like Bradley <laughs> is losing funny. I've got my chirp in. No, it's easy six one hate. Uh, the, the way that I, I I heard that honestly was hey we realize that that we didn't make the splash move to this mm-hmm. point we're covering ourselves and that's exactly what they've done they they've whether whether you've been wanting Yamamoto or great again la, list off all the names you got better than you were starting the off season with Lynn and with Kyle Gibson mm-hmm. you're a better team now is there more building. To, to be done. Is there more roster construction to be done? Absolutely. And again, I, I, I said this earlier, and I still believe it to be true. We'll find out if, if it comes to fruition, especially with all the names that are still out there on the free agent market. And by the way, uh, Mo talked about that today when he was talking about Lynn and Gibson. Talked about the urgency in signing those guys because that part of the market, that snaps up quick. Like yeah. You got guys that, that are proven, inning eaters, good leaders. They'll be gone. And I know that like for all of us talking – $12 million, $10 million, more money than making a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally understand it. Yeah. In baseball, that is not. That's not like huge money that right. they're expending. Like, to, to pay for certainty, that is a great thing. They felt like they had to jump quick on those two guys. I'm telling you, the market for these other guys is going to drag out. Yeah. Each one's going to wait for the other one to sign. You're going to get in bidding wars. You don't have time, and you laid it out perfectly earlier, Anthony. That you don't have time to like be in one of these wars and you're waiting. It's like, man, I got my eyes on these prizes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one prize goes to San Francisco. The other prize ends up going to whoever pick a team. Right. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there holding all of the hope that you had last year and saying, well, you know, I'm going to give Libby another run or see what you know Thompson right. has. And I like both those guys. But you need more certainty than that. And that's exactly what they were able to bring in. And that's just, on again, on the tangible baseball side, inning side of things. Yeah. Not to mention what both these guys are going to do in the clubhouse, which I think needed a little bit of a shake. Yeah, that I agree with wholeheartedly. And by the way, we do have our sports six-pack coming up. So start sending in questions to the Air Comfort Service Text line at 314-399-9646. We appreciate that. Again, Sports Expect coming up in about five minutes. Uh, but BT, that, that does go back to my 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 big point now. And if if people were listening earlier, thank you. You've already heard this before, but we get new listeners in, in and out all the time. If you're saying, hey, what's Brad's biggest point here? What's my biggest point after uh, the observation takeaway from signing Kyle Gibson today and Lance Lynn yesterday? It is this. It is you have to sometimes go with what's urgent before what's important. What's important is that the Cardinals build a starting rotation that has at least one stud, if not two, preferably two. If you're gonna if you're gonna win more than just a couple, uh, one playoff series or just the NL Central, so that's what's important. That's the number one goal. But you you also have to fill you you have to take on what's urgent first. And what's urgent is we need innings. We need to fill in the back end of the rotation because if we go after what's important first. What's urgent is going to also be what's important later. And you don't have your options then. They like Lance Lynn. He wanted to sign here. They like Kyle Gibson. He wanted to sign here. So they signed him. That doesn't mean that the offseason's over with. The important stuff is still is still very much there to do. At least you got what's urgent out of the way first. Anthony, I got one more thing for you before we hit this break. Yeah. Um, I've lacked on my gym membership. What? I'm up. And I... I been a few months. Okay. Sell me back. 
Why should I be back at part of Average Joe's Gym? Yeah, why did you leave Average Joe, Joe's Gym? Oh, I'm, look, I'm I just curious. I don't feel like I was motivated any longer. Honestly, I think that your equipment is a bit outdated mm-hmm. when you look at some of the other places that I'm currently looking at but have not signed on with, and I just don't think the overall vibe was great there. Well, Brad, I hear your concerns, and I just want to let you know we addressed a lot of that before because we care about our our our, our uh, our members here at Average Joe's Gym, and that was one of the things uh, that a lot of people were talking about. And you're not alone with those concerns. We up- upgraded our equipment recently, and I know that you could you you could go to other places, Brad. Sure can. Um, but you came here for a reason to Average Joe's Gym because at one point you felt great about yourself. You felt great about your direction in life and where you were going, and of course about your health and fitness needs. And we still care. Why don't we jump back on that journey together at Average Joe's Gym? I have been wanting to work out. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and take my money. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Sports 6 back next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's, your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over forty-two years. With Brad Thompson, I'm Anthony Stalter. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. And here is Andrew Marsh with your questions for the Sports Six Pack via the Air Comfort Service tax line at 314 399 9646. Question number one. All right, gentlemen from the 314, if you wrote a book and each chapter was a major screw up in St. Louis sports, how many chapters would it have and what would they be titled? I mean, geez. Oh, man. <laughs> Give us a week for this homework. Uh, I mean, off chapter the top. one, Dankinger. <laughs> off the top of our heads. So is Dankinger a screw? Like that's a screw up. But I was thinking more, in the, more along the lines of like, uh, like not not bringing back Alex Petrangelo. Chapter two, Max Scherzer. Yeah, I mean, chapter one is probably. I shouldn't say that. One of the chapters ha- has to be the Randy Rose Arena, uh, Rose Arena trade. Mm. Another chapter has got to be. Trading away Sandy Alcantara and Zach Gallon in the same draft or same same deal. It I, hurts now. It hurts I, now. Look, I, 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 get I do. I get it. I, I get feel like it. It's the you same need, chapter. It, it so might be the same chapter. Just Mo Mo trades. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about For, bringing in Arenado. And no, we don't. Goldschmidt. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the the, the, bad, the bad things. No, okay, it's fine. Whatever. We're short sighted. Fourth down. Or fifth down. Fifth down. Oh yeah. Mm. Fifth down is one. Yeah, I don't uh, know the answer to this, uh, but uh, yeah. probably a lot. Just like Some, any city is going to have a lot of different the ra- the, uh, the 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 guidelines that the Rams agreed to, the city mm-hmm. of St. Louis agreed to for the Rams relocation. That's a good one. Oh, that's a good one too. We got a text here from the three one four says Steve Carlton. Good call mm. on that. Imagine how many more championships you'd have yet Carlton also. Well, yeah. Get into a little dispute over, I believe it was five thousand dollars, and they're like, "No, we're not paying it." Okay, okay. I mean, you could threaten that same chapter. You could talk about Luis Robert. It's a lot of money to give to a guy you haven't seen. Yeah, which is true, but you know, he's pretty good. He's really good. He might be available now. So 
with well, we we worked a pretty good deal to get Dylan Cease and Luis Robert. Thought we did earlier. Would he fit yeah. in well yes. with yes. this team, even though he doesn't run out ground balls and doesn't want to catch fly That's balls? That's the cardinal way. That's He'll why you fix signed Lance Lynn. Ah, because that worked so well. What do you I'm mean? just saying Lance Lynn would get in his grill. No, well, it, he didn't do it last year. Or did he? Oh, man, well, we don't know. Oh, that's true. They played together. Yes. For part of the time. Yeah, for only part of the time. And they were already going downhill. That they club was toxic. Yeah. I will say, and I know you guys already talked about this, but in regards to Lance Lynn specifically, he is, and I mean this in the best possible way, he is a blanker blanker. <laughs> like, he is, he will take no ish from anybody. He will hold, you want to talk about, like, holding people accountable. That's he, it. I think the room last year was lacking that. Not that they lacked like leadership of like follow me, I do it this way. Like they've got those guys. Yeah. They don't have the guy that might just grab you and say, I will murder you if you do that again. Right. And mm. I believe Lance to be one of those guys, and sure. I think I believe him. Yeah. When when he's saying that. Like yeah, he'll you, stab you, you need a guy like that. I so like does it. he do that with just the pitching staff or does no, he I think hold the entire actually, clubhouse accountable? I think that he would at the very least really attempt to hold everybody accountable. I yeah. think he could do it. Like, he's been playing this league a long time. Long time, right? He's got cachet. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, and he also does not care. That is a right. beautiful. He'll pop off to whoever he wants, and if he's like, if he's in the right, how are you gonna? That's my thing with like getting called out by somebody. Yeah. If like you know that that person is right, how can you be mad about it? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you're like real... just popping off to pop off. If you get, uh, and I've had to, I've had to learn this, and it's still, it's still a work in progress, Brad and Marshy. But if, your tongue. if I feel like if I'm getting defensive about something, it's something that somebody's saying, then you're the problem. In the back of my head, it needs to be, hey, you're probably ticked off because what they're telling you is right. So, <laughs> oh my! You know, I hate that. Voice. I hate that voice. I is hate right. That. Gotta gotta set ego and pride aside, I, Brad. Dude, I find myself a lot of time in a conversation where I'm like, oh, like I got something to say right here. Yeah, I better not say it. Mm-hmm. If I say, mm, this mm-hmm. isn't gonna go. Oof! I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Nuclear. Ah, God, this oh, couch boy. is comfortable. That's not good. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Question number two. All right, enough Cardinal talk. Somebody talk about Mizzou from the 636. Assuming Mizzou takes care of business this Friday, how much consideration should Coach Drink get for National Coach of the Year? I think he should get a lot of consideration based on where Mizzou was ranked coming into the year, which was not ranked. The other the other options would be Kirby Smart again. Uh, I think you you would at least have to consider the job that um, Washington head coach uh, Rivera? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely not him. Um, He's doing great. DeBoer, Kalen DeBoer, has done it at, at, at Washington. Jim Harbaugh, despite all of the, I don't think he's going to win, Anthony. Everybody against him and Michigan. He's they're America's team. Do you hear that a couple of weeks ago? Him talking about that. That's what I'm referencing. <laughs> yep. But no, I mean, drink. Uh, you you think about you think about where where Mizzou was at the start and the expectations and all that and where where they're likely to finish. Yeah, I think that Eli Drinkwitz should absolutely receive a lot of a lot of praise for that, or at least consideration, I should say. Hmm. Question three, please. Question number three. You guys Sound were. Like uh, yeah, like Danny Mac. Number three, please. Question three, please. That'll be fine. Uh, you, you guys were talking about uh, average Joe's gym, you know, trying to sell, or who who you, who was doing the selling? Anthony oh, was, was trying was, to get me to get my membership. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, big question here, though, from the three one four. Does average Joe's gym have a free zoo? 
We're working on it. Yeah, working we're, on there, it. You know, it, how's the steam? There's room? a lot of uh, steam rooms. Great, a lot of steam. Um, a lot of red tape when it comes to the free zoo. But uh, again, we're working on it. We know it's something that the uh, the members would really enjoy. Yeah, you need to clean up that steam room area. Why? A lot of flopping around in there. <laughs> You know, everybody way too comfortable. Yeah, we encourage our members to towel Here up. we are at Average Joe's where everyone also mops when they walk. <laughs> Should have used a towel. <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> Anybody want a towel? Question number four. What a dumb character, but so funny. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what a dumb character Towley is, but again, just so funny. Is that the same guy that voices Herbert from... I don't From think family so. Guy. I'm pull a cream of hamster. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sounds very similar. It does, yeah. Won't you? <laughs> You're a towel. Oh. I never. Uh, oh, man. So I, I love Family Guy. Yeah. I never got into South Park. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know how. I feel like it would be right up oh, my alley. I was more South Park. Uh, but it took me a while. I, 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 don't, I, I didn't get into South Park, until, and I don't watch it now, but I didn't get into it until like season three or so. Oh, you're too adult now? You're no. too grown up? Yeah. I don't watch it now. No, well, I'm just, uh, I'm too Family adult. Family goes on, I watch it every time. I'm too adult now because I just don't have time, but... Mm. I dressed do, up as. Do, uh, Don't you? Do you watch bed in, or watch TV in bed? Sometimes, yeah. I know they say it's like the worst thing for your sleep. Yeah. Really horrible sleep. But I fall I mean, asleep so watching comfy. TV every night. Yeah, I never do that. I flip it off, but <laughs> <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> ah, inflation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a good episode. I dressed up as uh, Randy Marsh for Halloween one year. Did you? <laughs> yeah, he, I had the uh, inf- well. The Liberty Bells, the episode where his okay. Liberty Bells are a little bit big. Uh, you were, did you walk around with the, the barrel? I, I the did. Barrel? I, I, I needed to find one. I couldn't find one. Uh-huh. But uh, And where I good. was going to for Halloween, like I couldn't Not just walk around the bar with a wheelbarrow. That makes sense. But I did have the enlarged Liberty Bells nice. just bouncing around. That's really Ran- funny. Randy is hands down my favorite character. Oh, easy. South Park. It's not even close. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> Question number four. Real quick, by the way, uh, on the coach of the year, we got a text in that mentioned Barry Odom. How about UNLV being nine and two right now? Seriously, nine and two. Yeah, I'm sorry, but nobody had the Rebels doing anything. No, UNLV. I mean, Brad, you know, UNLV football wise has no, never cared has about UNLV never football. done anything ever they in sucked. ever. You want to talk about the basketball team, early nineties, late eighties? Sure. The football team at UNLV, no, no chance. Yeah, they went on the road last week and beat Air Force. Unreal. Good call. Uh, you just brought up Mizzou again. Uh, this is from the 314. Which team is mo- more likely to win a national championship first? Uh, win a national championship first, Mizzou football or Mizzou basketball? I'll Why say... Basketball. I was thinking basketball too. It just seems like an easier path. Yeah, which is crazy because it's the. I mean, the tournament's tough. Mm -hmm. But you got to beat JSU first. You do certainly. Hey, what? They'll be Wait, fine. They're going to rebound. Just stuff. saying. It's not, no, a, not, not a great loss. You're going to do a lot of things. Yeah. No, I would say, yeah, I guess I would say basketball, but I don't know if I have. Hard, which, like, is, which is not fair, though, right now. So. Expansion comes in a year for football. Right yeah, now, with the true. season that they're having, they would be in the postseason mix. Right. And you rattle off a couple of wins, and all of a sudden you're there. Like, yeah. But damn, it's hard. Like mm. you, you have the quarterback right now. 
Are you going to get the next quarterback? Are you going to have that guy? Of course. Oh. <laughs> um, maybe. You didn't, people didn't even think uh, this was the guy. But he is now. Yeah. You're not the guy until you're the guy, Anthony. I think we've learned that. Like Joshua Dobbs. Oh, like Josh Dobbs. Took him a while to be the guy, too. And now he is. Now he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL. In well, the history of the NFL. Yep. Marsh, you going to sit there and disagree with that after what you've seen? I mean, I saw them lose on Sunday Night Football to the Broncos. It was a uh, nice night for the Broncos kicker. That's all it was. All I right. mean, you're not wrong. They you did gave get, them that game. They did get field goal to death. You fumbled You fumbled and threw picks away in that game. You're right. You handed the Broncos a win. They didn't, they didn't earn it. You gave it to them. I know, like but that doesn't... Santa. I know that they gave the ball up, but that doesn't really help the whole Josh Dobbs is the best quarterback to yeah, ever walk this earth. Yeah, but sometimes, well, look, uh, or even the or, best, even the best ever do it through interceptions. Or to be in the atmosphere, you know, he's a, he's an astronaut. They call him the pastronaut. Yeah, so he's a rocket scientist. Broncos, by the way, AFC sleeper, AFC champion. Your Broncos are one of the only teams getting better throughout the season. That's very true. I'll give you that. Other part, not so much. What's yeah. trending is next on One Hundred One ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill to win a magical Polar Express staycation. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Brad Thompson, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, Kyle Gibson is trending. Yeah, he, he is, is your newest St. Louis Cardinal, a one-year, $12 million deal with a team option. Seems like everyone around town is pretty fired up about it. Mizzou made. Mizzou made Kyle Gibson. Yeah, he's been wanting to come back here for quite some time, actually. He lives here in the area, so that is nice. And, and again, as we talked about, and if you missed the open of the show, we did have uh, the audio from John Mosellock talking about Lynn and talking about Gibson and uh, talking about the fact that, look, they're trying to shore things up. Basically, I mean, you're trying to make sure that you're not in a position like you were last year. In Kyle Gibson, you got a guy that made 30 starts in 2021. He made 31 starts in 2022, and he made 33 starts last year. You're getting dependability uh, in him, and you're, you're getting that out of Lance Lynn. you got a couple of guys that can take the ball and good leaders for your clubhouse. Do you still need to add to the front of this rotation? I would say absolutely yes. Absolutely you do. And I think that you're going to need to be creative, and I think that you're also going to have to bend yourself when it comes financially. But you, you have to figure out different ways to do it. But if if you had the same offseason, like if you go out and sign one of the top guys, we'll just use Sonny Gray as the guy. Had Sonny Gray been signed first and then you sign these two other guys, the reaction would be totally different. It's mm-hmm. like the sequencing of yes. how it is going down yep. that I think people are upset about. Yeah, I guess you have to ask yourself if if the Cardinals, a pipe dream, but if they do get, let's just say they sign Yamamoto or they trade for Glasnow, they trade for Dylan Cease. Now how do you view this rotation? Are you okay with it? Yeah. I mean that I I don't know we, More so. this is why we have to wait and see what the what the complete picture is. So I'm not telling the, you not to be ticked. That's the funny part or, too. Or or skeptical, I guess. The the funny part too is and Mo had mentioned it the the journey of 162. Yeah. We all like we all 
have a notion of what a team is going to be like because of what it looks like on paper. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it seems like every year it doesn't pan out to look like what you expect to look like. Now, I will say last year, it was the outlier because I expected them to be short pitching. Turns out they were a little bit short pitching yeah. uh, on this one. So there is something to the journey, obviously, but you still want to set yourself up in the best position to succeed. We talked about this on Friday. We talked about the fact that last year the Cardinals did wait it out. They put made a lot of uh, just, just bets on guys stepping up, being healthy, and taking advantage of the, the time in the rotation, whatever yeah. it may be. Well, that didn't happen for them. They found themselves short again, ended up having to trade off pieces, as, as we all know. Well, some of the pieces that they could have signed in free agency signed with other teams. Mm-hmm. Some of those pieces ended up being hurt throughout the season. It really didn't help their ball clubs that much. I still think it matters like with the effort of doing it. Yeah. But it's like, hey, you went out and signed. You had mentioned the DeGrom earlier. Mm-hmm with the Rangers and DeGrom did not factor in to them winning a championship this year. Right. But the idea was we need a dude. Let's go out there and spend the money. Was there a lot of risk attached to him? Of course. Like guy has not been healthy basically mm-hmm. most of his career uh, and his teammates must hate him because he's got like a two ERA <laughs> and almost a losing record. It's crazy. Right. Uh, but I still think that you, you're not better off because you didn't take that shot. Right. I, I also think that if you're going to look at the Rangers, Brad, you look at them and say they lost to Grom. What else did they do? Well, they had signed John Gray, and they had signed Nathan Evaldi. They traded for Jordan Montgomery. They made other moves to make sure that they had the best best possible chance Covered. to succeed in October. Not necessarily, oh, we're banking on Jacob DeGrom getting hurt. It was just we know we need to keep building here. So if you're, you know, if you're the Cardinals, have they done that in the past? I don't think so. In fact, I know I know they haven't done that in the past, where they say we need to keep going, we need to keep building. So if you're skeptical today that they're gonna they're gonna do anything more, I I, I can't blame you for feeling that way. But I do think we are working with an un, un we, we are we are working with a with a, a puzzle that's not complete. No, it's like uh, your dog ate it or something. So your right? dog ate one of the puzzle pieces. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you say that you completed a puzzle when you're missing pieces? No. I don't like think you so. put no. in every piece. No. Or your wife did every piece that was there. Mm-hmm. But if all the pieces are there, did you in fact finish it? No. God, it's tough. You could finish it though. Like so a couple I know it's pieces. November right now, but you could finish it in about late July once you find that piece. Okay. All right. So you're talking about a uh, deadline piece. Maybe. So I don't for see. For the puzzle, of course. I don't see anything wrong with a deadline puzzle Brad, piece as well. Brad, let Get me. Get that point and then all of a sudden. Okay. Like, don't bank boom. on that puzzle piece being there, though. Other people <laughs> want puzzles. There's always that puzzle piece. It's always uh, there. Brad. Yeah. And I'm talking about your Gary puzzle piece. Yeah, you of course. You have no idea what that means. Just listen to the beginning of the show. Did the Arizona Diamondbacks win the World Series? No. No. Will they make the playoffs this year? No. I don't think so either. Did they get to the World Series last year? Yes, they did. Yes. But they did not win it. No. So just because you poured in a lot of effort to get to the point where you're on the verge of completing that puzzle, if you still are one piece shy, you did not complete the puzzle. Uh, So, but your (laughs) premise, Anthony, is that a season cannot be successful if you don't win the World Series. No, I'm just saying... 
Are we talking about Andrea baseball? did not complete Maybe. the puzzle. Put in all the pieces that we had. Except Great effort. Except for that red piece. Correct. Actually, I think there were a couple of pieces missing. What? Yeah. Then she definitely didn't. What? But and you, you know did what? Like thousands of pieces. Here's the thing, too. I know Andrea. Yeah. She's thinking to herself, I know I didn't complete this puzzle. Oh, she's angry about of it. Of course. Actually. She acted like she wasn't. Here's what I don't understand about putting together puzzles, too. How you can spend hours putting together a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You get done with it. You look at it. It's like, man, that's really nice. And then mangle it up and put it back in the box. Yeah, that's kind of... If, if I spend, I, I swear to you, if you told me... You give me, like, what's a normal puzzle? A thousand pieces? Something like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, it depends on your... Give me a thousand piece puzzle, okay? Yeah. And say, you have 24 hours, Brad, to complete this, or I will kill you. You're mm-hmm. literally going Whoa. to die. Sure. Yeah. I'm not fair. sure I even try. I just really? say, look, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to live it. This is my day. Really? Because I'm not going to make it. I will not get this puzzle done. Wow. There's no way I get Holy it done. Holy smokes. Give me 24 hours for a thousand piece puzzle. I don't have it. I don't know if that's a lot, 24 though. 24 hours? Yeah. You got to be able to do a puzzle in 24 hours. Anthony, I really don't think I can. Brad, you're a, you're an incredibly smart individual. Thank you. I very determined, puzzles. very competitive. I, I can't imagine Super that. Super competitive. Yeah, that you would just say, oh, okay. No way. Now, what if you were going up against you. somebody else who had the same, same thing? Like the first person uh, to complete this thousand piece puzzle gets to live. Golly, that now I we're really see. talking jigsaw saw stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I could see you being apprehensive about. Well, yeah, th- my competition should come out in this one, but it is actually more like, boy, I'm not good at this at all. You're really good at it. But maybe I would try. Would you steal one of the other person's puzzle pieces? I mean, it's probably against the rules to do something like that. I would try. I mean, your life's in the balance, though. Oh, mm-hmm. then yeah. I mean, yeah. if nobody's looking... Definitely right. grab him one or two. Felt like we got a, a window into Brad's soul there. Here's a, a real quick, just what I'm saying. I don't want a puzzle for Christmas. Yeah, no, I think we got mm. that. That's fine. Yeah, I, I would never. It. Not for you. you no know, life's a puzzle. Yeah. Put that together. Sure. You know? A lot of times you're missing pieces for that, too. Spending hours putting together a puzzle. Yeah. Let's do life. There you go. That's Brad Thompson throwing shade at his wife. Oh, she finished the puzzle. 513, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Somebody said my dog will help finish the puzzle in about 24 hours. Yeah, probably. <laughs> NFL stock market. Buy, sell, hold. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. With Brad Thompson, I'm Anthony Stalter. Here's Andrew Marsh with a little NFL stock market buy, sell, or hold. What's the theme to this week? Today is the AFC teams that are in the hunt for the playoffs. Oh, you guys do themes, huh? Marsh has oh, yeah. come up with themes each and every week. We've done teams in the hunt before, but we're sticking with the AFC today. All right. And we're starting off with the Buffalo Bills. The buy, Buffalo sell, Buffaloes. or hold. Anthony, what are you doing with the Buffalo Bills? Ooh. Fading you. I don't blame you. Uh, I'm going to hold. Commit, damn it. One side or the other. I'm going to hold. That's not committing at all. They got the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. They've. You know what? I'm, I'm selling. It's actually a really tough schedule. Yeah, I'm going to sell. Eagles and Chiefs both on the road, too, the next couple of weeks. Sell. The Jets win. 
does nothing for me. This is still the team that lost. 32-6, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, it was special. Jets haven't scored an t- offensive touchdown, I think, in what? Three games now? It's been a minute. Or did they score this? Was this six touchdown? It was. Good for them. Wow. Yeah, good for them. Second quarter, pre saw. Anyways, still the team that lost to the Broncos, the Bengals, the Patriots. I mean, have you seen the Patriots play? No, uh, yes, I have. Not great, Brad. Broncos, an up-and-coming team, Anthony. Yeah, sure. I would say. Yeah, um, but I'm going to sell on the Broncos. The defense, the, the defense isn't good enough. Nobody asked you about the Broncos yet. Oh, I'm sorry, the Bills is what I meant to say. The Bills. Spoiler alert when it comes to the Broncos. Yeah, never uh, so you're selling? I'm selling on I'll the Bills. I'll buy them yeah, because I, I am getting sure value pick. here when it comes to the Bills. Have they been a, a, a mess overall? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course they have. Um, offensively, has it looked like everyone expected? No. Is their star receiver happy? No. Maybe. Well, his brother says he's unhappy. Yeah. There's a good chance. He hasn't not said he's happy. Well, his face has said it, and him, you know, slamming his helmet down inside. It doesn't matter. He's a competitor. He is a competitor, and I love that about him, and I think that that's what's really going to push him over the edge. This has less to do with the Bills than it has to do with all of the injuries around the AFC and the fact that I still believe that they have the talent on that side of the ball to get it done. So I'm buying I'm buying low on the Bills. Yeah. I still believe that they sneak in because of all the the other crap that has happened, all of the injuries. You look at what you know, the Bengals situation, not mm-hmm. good. Obviously, you mentioned the Jets earlier who got the, the beat down. They expected things to look a little bit differently for them, yeah, uh, as well. I'm buying a big point differential guy. Well, not if it doesn't help me in this scenario. You know, who has the high, the second high, actually, do you know who has the highest point differential in the league? Highest point, uh, differential. AFC, ex- excuse me, the, the conference, um, the highest plus point, Dolphins, nope. That's right, Brad. The Baltimore Ravens at plus 127. Ravens. You know who's second highest in the AFC? That's right, Brad. The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. See, I'm a big point point differential guy. You're set. Look, that doesn't mean anything. The first couple of games, but you get to about this point in the season, starts to tell you a little story, doesn't it? No doubt. Yeah. See if it holds up. All right, next team, gentlemen. The Indianapolis Colts, buy, sell, or hold? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sell on the Indianapolis Colts. I don't. I think they're a third-place team in that, that division. I don't think they're going to make the wild card. Now, they've had some impressive wins. They've, they've beaten the Texans. They've beaten the Ravens. But their other victories came against the Titans, the Panthers, the Patriots. Now, they don't have a, the, the toughest schedule in the world, but I also don't think they're, the, they're a good team overall. They're lacking overall talent. I'm going to sell. Dude, I, I'm right there with you. Look, I like to pick up your scraps sometimes and make I, money yeah. off of it. I don't uh-huh. think I could do it here. Uh, sometimes you have a losing hand and you just lay it down. I'll yeah. sell as well. There you go. Now let's get to the Denver Broncos. Buy, buy sell, buy, or buy. hold. Go ahead, BT. Oh, no, I wanted to buy. I don't know if you heard me. I, we heard you, and you have been touting the Broncos now for Here's, the last two segments. Well, the thing is with the Broncos, and we talked about this maybe a little bit on Friday, they, they're they peaking at the right time. Like, mm-hmm. And yes, have they been fortunate against maybe the Bills? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. And the Vikings, for that matter. Yeah, you're right. 
But you do have you have a couple of elements here. One, you have a head coach that's won a championship. You have a quarterback that's won a championship. And I think that those two guys can elevate you again in a tumultuous AFC. Yeah. So I think that you look at them. I think they're trending in the right direction. I think their schedule is actually a little bit more favorable than some of the other ones out there as well. You look at the uh, going forward. They've got the decimated Browns, the Texans, the Chargers, probably without Staley. Lions, Patriots, Chargers, Raiders mm-hmm. is what the end of the season. I, I feel like you're going to see them sneak in. Well, they'll be in the postseason mix. I think they can make some waves. I do think that the Broncos have improved. I do think Sean Payton has got a, got that team playing uh, much better, and they got them heading in the right direction. There is this narrative that Russell Wilson is playing well based on his numbers. If you watch the games, Sean Payton has really eliminated Russell Wilson from from the game. Oh, you want to cook, do you? He is managing <laughs> the game. And to his credit, he has managed key opportunities like that last drive against Minnesota. But their their four wins, their last their last four wins, they outgained the Packers four weeks ago by a whopping eight yards. They were outgained by all their other uh, opponents. So the Chiefs outgained them two seventy four to two forty. The Bills outgained them three sixty nine to three hundred. And the Vikings outgained them 385 to 295. That's usually not a good recipe for a team to like keep winning. Now, the Steelers have done it, but you looked at what the Steelers did last Sunday. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's why I still don't believe in you. Mm. They play the Browns, the Broncos do, the Browns, the Texans, Chargers, not great, Lions, Patriots, not, not great, Chargers, and then the Raiders. They could lose their next two games and be done. And I think they should lose their next two games. So I'm going to sell on the Broncos. Next we'll one see. up. The Did you say we'll see or Russell? We'll see. Cincinnati Bengals buy, sell, or hold. They're done. You sold that as soon as Burrow was down, right? I mean, you had to. Believe it or not, I never picked up the stock. I think that I, I thought remember the stock this. was too, too high. Cost too much, huh? And then I was regretting it when they put together that four-game winning streak. Now, I didn't make anything off of it, but I never picked up the uh, the stock, so I didn't lose anything. What is that stock now? What's the one? Like, what Plummeted. is like a realistic stock? No, I'm talking about like a real one. <laughs> I was like, man, that cost too much. I'm not buying that. Enron. Maybe, maybe don't buy. Yeah, I would not buy into that. No, that's no, a loser. And final one, BT's favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, boy, do I want to buy this. Do you um, think Antonio Pierce, before you get into the, the, the buy or sell, do you think he should, depending on how things play itself out here, they play hard for him, right? Yeah. So maybe you don't win out. Right. Maybe you, maybe you don't have a winning record when it's all said and done, but they play hard Yeah. for Antonio Pierce. Do you bring him back based on what you've had, which is like the splashy hire, so <sighs> to speak? If if I cannot or if I'm not willing to spend the money, if I'm the Raiders, I do everything I can to bring in Harbaugh. That's what I would do if okay. I were them. Because sign stealing aside, the guy's done nothing but win every single place that he's gone. You Fact. want to talk about a guy that can just build something? Mm-hmm. He can build it. He San can Diego build a culture State, everywhere. Stanford, San Francisco, Michigan. Yep. 
it's it's, it's been good for him. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would put most of my resources. But the question is for the Raiders, they're already spending a lot of money on former head coaches. I forget exactly what the number is, though, between Gruden and McDaniel, but yeah. it's a lot of cash. Didn't they give him a six-year deal and they fired him into, into his uh, – he didn't even make it into the full – yeah, into yeah. – so so two – a year and, and a half. they still got on the hook for Gruden? They're still uh, paying that, right? I'm, I'm sure they are. So, it's and they gave him a 10-year deal. Oh, man. So That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Will they pony up that kind of money to bring in Harbaugh? I, I don't know. But if, if you don't land that fish, I don't see why you would go any other direction. You already went the direction of not hiring the interim that the team played well for. Yeah, Passaccia. Yeah, I wouldn't make that mistake again if you can't land your big fish. Yeah, I'm with you. By the way, I'm selling. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. we got the biggest question of the day next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Fast Lane's biggest question of the day. All right, you heard the big voice. What's the big question of the day there, Marshy? All right, today we are catching up, as BT likes to call it. Will the Cardinals' catching issues linger into 2024? What do you think, BT? Um... What I don't it, know. I didn't expect that to be the big question of the day, to be honest with you, even what, though I think Marshy said that. Let's let's be specific. What issues uh, are you talking about? Well, defensively, about? I think, is what we're, we're yeah. looking at. Offensively, obviously, Wilson Contreras, one of the best with the bat from the position. As everybody knows, Andrew Kisner uh, was not issued a contract for this year, so it's going to be currently uh, Yvonne Herrera and Contreras. Um being your duo. So I, I think that it's it's going to be an interesting thing. I, I feel like we spent some time talking about this this past year, Anthony. Yeah. We know that this Cardinals pitching staff struggled. Um, they weren't a great group. And oftentimes that thing, I think that gets laid at the foot of the catcher. I feel like that was part of the narrative sometimes for Contreras specifically. But there are a lot of things that behind the plate he can get better at. You look at some of the framing metrics and you look at some of the sequencing and pitch calling. There's a lot to the blocking. Like there's a lot to be desired with him behind the plate. You also had to know what you purchased and that you purchased a bat first catcher. So I don't think that he's going to make leaps and bounds. What I am really interested in is how they utilize Herrera. Because Herrera, to me, ended up, he looked a lot better this past year, both at the plate and behind him. He looked comfortable. He looked really comfortable. He looked comfortable with his swing. um, And obviously he made some big changes. He started opening up more. uh, But really just dug in and and really fought. I think that that taste of the big leagues and then not having that success two years ago, like that ate at him a little bit. He said, okay, well, I, I need to make some changes. And he did so. So I'm really interested to see how they split up the time. Because you don't want to have a young kid like that on the roster who never gets to play. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to get his reps. And obviously you want the bat of Contreras in the lineup pretty much every single night. So he'll probably be DHing a bit while Herrera gets those reps behind the plate. But I wonder what that split looks like. What do you you think it looks like? What Mm -hmm. do you want it to look like? I want Yvonne Herrera to get... Uh, would 50 starts be too much? No. I think I 50 think. starts. I don't know what the percentage is of that off the top of my head. 
but I think 50 starts somewhere in that ballpark would be good. Like you said, you can't you can't bury him on the big league roster when he's still trying when you're still trying to develop him. Oh well, they, you heard Mo talking about him today. There, right. There's a reason that he they like Kisner a lot. Yes, Kisner did all the game planning. Like he helped sure. out everybody on the roster. But right. there was only so much more you could just have Herrera sitting there. I'm a big believer too in reps. You need reps, and not minor league reps when when you think that he he's on that that anybody, not just Herrera, is on the cusp. He needs he needs big league innings so that he can make big league mistakes, get the big league coaching. And grow into what they think is is a starting catcher moving forward. And there's more, like you said with the DH, there's more than enough opportunities for Contreras to keep the bat in the lineup and Herrera to not be the 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 number one catcher, but the one B catcher. So I would say about 50, 50 to sixty starts. All right, so let me let's further this a little bit. And this is just playing armchair GM right now. Mm-hmm. But if you got into a situation, we're talking about how you bolster the top end of the rotation. We all believe that even with the signings of Gibson and Lance Lynn, there is still work to be done, right? Yeah. If there is a deal, let's call it a deal for Dylan Cease. And mm-hmm. one of the pieces that they have to have in that deal is Yvonne Herrera. Are you not trading Herrera because you've got him as the guy? No, I'm trading him. So he's not going to slow you down from doing anything? Not from getting an ace. I, okay. I need to build a. I need to build a, a the top of the rotation. So I, I use Dylan Cease as the example. Yeah. And Dylan Cease is under contract for two more years. Mm-hmm. He's got two more years of arbitration. Sure. What if it was for Glass now? That's for one year. Yeah, I got to do it. Man, I don't know if I can. I got to do it, and and obviously you're working you sign on. You a veteran. You work. Yep. And, and you, you hope work. that Pajes is behind him, Pedro Pajes. And, and then you got to work on gla- getting an extension for Glass now. Yeah. Yeah. If if I don't have pitching, it doesn't matter. That's I know that's a very extreme look at this. No, you're not wrong. But last year, I, I I fell into that line of that what I would describe as that fantasy line of thinking, where it is you you get you get duped by the offense, right? And this is in every sport. We focus in on the offense when year after year after year in all sports, it winds up being about run suppression, about defense, about goal suppression. Yeah. So last year was a big, I'm not going down that route again. So if it takes Herrera to get an ace, I have to do it. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't fully disagree. Even with the one-year rental of something, you go out there, you sign a veteran that, you know, can can get back there, that knows how to call a game, that can command the respect of a pitching staff yeah. and be good to go from there. And I liked your larger point of whoever you did trade for, try to keep them in the building. I mean, right. you're working on an extension right after that. But it is going to be that is something that the catching obviously was a question all season long. And uh, were you surprised I didn't get a chance to do the show with you when the news came down that they DFA'd or didn't offer contracts to Dakota. Kisner? Were you were you surprised by Kisner specifically? No, because of... Were you surprised by any of the names? No, no. Me neither. Hudson, no. I, I realize that there's this kind of this, this narrative, too, of, you know, well, all Dakota Hudson does is he's got a low ER and he wins games for you. Uh, yeah, kind of, but is that is that sustainable? 
Are you going to just keep throwing? You know, because if, if you if you're using Hudson as a as as the sixth guy, you're also not giving somebody else with maybe a higher upside an opportunity. Yeah, you were going to give him a raise to be a Triple A. Probably you're going to pay him three million dollars to be in. AAA. I don't know how much sense that makes. Yeah. So no, I wasn't. Now Kisner, yeah, there was a little bit of a pause with Kisner, but not in, from the standpoint of you're right, Brad Wilson Contreras. You you knew what you were getting in Contreras. You signed a bad first catcher, and you do have Herrera that you're. I, but I would keep Herrera on the big league roster next year provided that he's growing and you give him those opportunities you are sitting on the bench for three straight weeks that that can't happen you really don't have the ability to to roster three catchers like no you, you it's hard no. to do yeah um, they proved that last year the only thing to me that was a little bit surprising with the kisner move is just being around the team a lot and seeing the work that he puts in and just seeing how prepared he was and how much he helped everybody and how pitchers went to him a lot yeah that's a big void they're going to have to fill. Like, like who does that? Who is going to be coaching these guys up along the way mm-hmm. and helping them out? Because you're going to have a young catcher, and with Contreras, you're going to have a catcher that is still learning the nuance in the catching or at least the way that the Cardinals want it done. Yep. So that part of it is going to be incredibly important is who is molding these guys. Yes. Yep. Did we get a text that said Yachty yet? Did we get, did we get the uh, Yachty? And by the way, Mo did mention Yachty because that was brought up, and Mo said he's welcome. Absolutely, we we love to have him. It's just a matter of him, uh, him and us. I think he said it's, it's finding a role for him. So if you're wondering, like, hey, well, did did Mo talk about Yachty today? Yeah, he did. But they got to figure out what role, what capacity Yachty so, would be wanting wanting for it for next year. Just in terms of Yachty. I would have him in spring training as long as he would be there. Like, hey, dude, we'll put you up. Like, whatever you need no to, doubt. to be here, help these guys. <clears throat> yep. Like, especially with the duo that we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. That's Brad Thompson, Andrew March, Anthony Seltzer. It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. What you missed, criticisms, compliments next. We're right back to the Fastlane podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, which was spent in large part talking about the comments that Mo made at his press conference today following the signing of Kyle Gibson today and Lance Lynn yesterday, then you can download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. BT and I broke, broke it down, broke down the signings, what they mean. Got mic drops throughout, which were fantastic. You guys brought the heat again today. We appreciate hearing from each and every one of you and your perspective as a Cardinals fan. Some, A lot of you kind of ticked off. A lot of you skeptical that Moe's going to do, do anything more. Anthony, if you had two words for those people who are a little bit skeptical or a little bit angry that the Cardinals have not done more to this point, what would those two words be? Uh, be patient. Be yeah, be patient. That's patient. right. Yep. If you're watching on YouTube, thinking of we just all happen to wear our be patient shirts yeah. today after the first segment. After the first segment. Mm-hmm. Found out. I think it was it's appropriate. I always have mine in my bag. I know. Me too. 
it's kind of like uh, Superman Clark Kent. No doubt. <laughs> you never know when you need you never to know you're be patient it. shirt. Mm-hmm. Real quick uh, on Kyle Gibson coming in, which, by the way, you guys know. Like uh, Kyle, Gibby's a friend. Big fan, love him, and I think he's going to be a nice addition. Um, do you think that Cardinal fans are going to be okay with his nickname? It is Gibby. Oh, probably not. No, mm. is he just Kyle? He's just Kyle now. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 a really good question. Hey, Blues fans, you can join Donnie Fandango and Jamie Rivers for a special live taping of the Last Minute Blues podcast. It's next Wednesday from six to eight at Twin Peaks in Maplewood. From six to seven, hang out with Donnie and Jamie and enjoy Twin Peaks selection of local craft beers, handcrafted whiskey cocktails, and more. Then from seven to eight, hang out as the guys cover all the latest hockey news during that special live Last Minute Blues podcast taping. It's all happening next Wednesday evening, six to eight with Donnie and Jamie at Twin Peaks. Marsh, what do we got for criticisms and compliments Yeah, today? from the 618, blank your patience. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. We did get one from Gator Bait, who call. is uh, one of our listeners and viewers on our Air Alliance team YouTube feed. Nice. Gator Bait says, Anthony killing it. Ace of the day equals Stalter. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I think they really appreciated, uh, Brad, when you, when you said they still got to get their ace and i said yeah they're ace and they're gary because that's a dynamic duo sure is they got and and that gives them two pitchers to stack on, uh, on stack top on top of, of each other another. in the yes. rotation no then you need two that fit together well no doubt we did get a uh i wouldn't call it a criticism or a compliment but talking about the puzzle pieces because that was a big topic of discussion today from the 314 completed and finished are two different things. You completed the puzzle mm. with the piece that you had, but it, it but it was not finished. Okay, that's actually a good call. That I is, mean, that, that's a lot like that. You talking about uh, the Cardinals with their rotation, like urgent and important. Yes, kind of like they got the urgency part done. Now, hopefully, they'll follow through with the importance. Okay, which again, Brad, would be your ace and Gary. That's correct. From Swan, guys, let's have a great evening. Don't forget. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Already got the bottom. BT, come on. Go ahead. Swan is our. No, yeah. Swan's a diehard listener. Thank you, Swan. Go ahead. Swan says, guys, I mean, this is important, BT. We need to listen up here. Uh, Guys, let's have a great evening. Don't forget to get your picks in this week either. Good call. Big week in beating the Riz show again this week. In the fast lane, we trust. Thank you, Swan. Yeah, we appreciate you. Now, we we got a lot of hate text and hate mail over the last couple of years. People just uh, crushing us. I'm not hearing that as much, BT. I'm not hearing that at all. These weirdos. weird, huh? Yeah, these weirdos have... uh, They've been silenced. Now it's... uh, Well, you're supposed to win. Right. You're the sports... Show, yeah. which I actually echo. Yeah, okay. we, are, so we, we should, should yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, pure, pure hot domination like this. Yeah, uh. That's what we do. Real look, quick, yeah, go ahead. Got a text from the three one four Anthony, and this was on the heels of the six one hates. Uh, blank your patience. Uh, this says blank your patience. That can result in losing your medical license. Very true. Don't do that. Did spell it that way earlier. There you go. Yeah, good call. That's just great advice overall. It really is. That but yeah, be, guys, uh, get your picks in. Y- yes, oh, those are definitely picks, important. Right? Oh, wait. Getting something in. Do we have the airsoft gun? Oh. Yeah, so I didn't even know you guys were really uh, shooting yeah. each other. Yes. 
So I owe two then. You owe two. Next time I'm in, we'll, we'll do it. Or right, I'll get a I video. Think you're in next I still week. have one of the... Uh, I'm on next week. I don't know if I'm in, but I'm on. Okay, we'll have Andrea, you know, maybe... She uh, would love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I owe two shots then. And that's up to her so where actually, she wants to shoot you. I had somebody uh, coming over to the house to do, to do something uh, working, and he was like... Hey, did you take those uh, take those airsoft shots yet? <laughs> what? We're so concerned. <laughs> We're so concerned about it. So yes, I will. I, I might I might have to do that. I was listening. I was listening to the the Rizzuto show today, and I happened to catch when they were talking about it. And Moon brought up, well, are they, are they still shooting? Each, are they are they still doing the the shoot shooting? And Riz said yes, and we are. We are now. BT yeah, I lost B- early. BT lost uh, two weeks. We have not shot him, but otherwise we have. I'll sh- take a bonus shot too. It's been a while. I'll take it, three. It's fine. It's, I, I I it's it. only two weeks now. Jamie lost this week, so Jamie's got three coming up. I believe so. And Jamie will be back next week. So look, they got guys traveling in and out, all that. Uh, but we'll, we'll f- everybody will get their shots done. So Jamie's got three. Marsh, if you lose again, you'll be at three. Which is surprising because I've been pretty average all year. I think I have the worst score out of everybody all season. I've only taken two shots. Okay. All right, yeah. make it four. Yeah. I'm just there. You know, I'm waiting till oh, the, uh, yeah. to the end. You know, maybe uh, maybe I'll get three, but who knows? Who knows? Who I've really got, knows? I, I've, take, I've gotten two. We've been pretty – I mean, so, we've, we've balanced out. Carrie – Carrie's two, Marsh two, I'm two, BT's two, Jamie is now three. Are we all using the same airsoft gun? Are you using the yes. one that they had? Yes. I still got the one at home. I should bring it back in. That uh, That's fine. Yeah. That one hurt two years ago. That was a good ago. one. Two years ago oh, when yeah. I racked up a lot of You were getting shot lost. a lot. That was like started ten, feeling bad. That was like 10 at one point. Yeah. started feeling kind of mm. bad. Eh, you shouldn't because, you know, pick better. Well, that was a bad year for you. It was terrible. <laughs> it was not good. One of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. We got a uh, compliment for Brad uh, from the Air Alliance Team YouTube page. You like my shirt? Uh, no. Uh, James does really like you, though. He says, I really like Brad Thompson and enjoyed his pitching. Yeah. That's awesome. Text or troll? <laughs> That's a text. I think it's That's an text. absolute Thank you. Thank text. You. Yes. Appreciate that. Yeah. And then in between on this chat, everyone was you know, giving praise to Cody, a good gauntlet. Congrats, Anthony. But then Thank James you. says, I'm going to be in the gauntlet playoffs next year. Just wait and see. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. That confidence. He's yeah, got a goal. Call him out. I like it, man. Good for James. Yeah. I believe in him. I do, too. Yeah, well, so we'll have a second. Who's who's playing tomorrow? Uh, well, it depends. I know a lot of people with the holidays coming up, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're trying to check out their schedule. So we'll find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But like a forfeit. Maybe no. show up. No forfeits in the gauntlet playoff. No way. All right. Uh, BT, good seeing you again, man. Happy you Thanksgiving. Too. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week at some point. That's uh, Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh, Anthony Stalter. Tomorrow, Dan, I believe, is in for at least two hours. And then Jamie is on for two hours, I believe. So we'll talk a little blues hockey tomorrow ahead of uh, blues and coyotes. Still do some Cardinal stuff, maybe uh, some football as well. But we appreciate everybody listening. Everybody, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock for Andrew Marsh and Brad Thompson. Again, I'm Anthony Stalter. We will see you. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.